Hello, welcome to podcast number 57. 57. We're going to be catching up with recent film news and TV shows we've watched before going over Brad Pitt's career and uh, discussing some of his films in the second part. And of mm. course, in the third part of the podcast, we will be answering your questions. Ian. Andy, good to have you here. Yes, yes. Oh. always. Oh, Ian, been a minute. how are you doing today? It's ah, Christmas today. I am a little bit hungover. I had a few oh. beers last night, and I was. I share your pain. Early, I share your you pain. Know, um, you two pair of bitches. But like, <laughs> we but, didn't even decide both fucking, together to get wasted the night before a podcast. It just happened. We don't drink as much as we do. We, we don't. We do you know, work right, and right. stuff. And fucking Excuse me. Some people use the word hero. Just because you work at home and drink from like half past ten in the morning. The rest of us can't do it. I just like can't that. do Bitch, it. If you work no from home, you um, need to start drinking about eleven. So. <laughs> but it's been a while. Obviously, we um, we didn't do a podcast last month because we were all busy and fucking. Well, there was a, a bit of a heat done. wave and a bit yeah. of technical troubles. Technical Gary troubles was setting up this amazing like new PC that has absolutely been spot on tonight. <laughs> Well, the PC, the PC's work PC's fine. fine. The PC's the, fine. It's, it's the person the working it. It was the user error today. That's yeah. what always makes me laugh when people go, AI's going to take us over. I'm like, not if humans are fucking doing the programming, that's for sure. Well, um, no, the AI will reprogram itself. I'm, so. I'm going to bring it up quickly as well, right at the start. Uh, my cat passed away uh, uh, man. For, before the last podcast. I mean, she was like 10 Here's years flash, old. Here's the she flash. Um, she had been hit by a car at one point. They'd had some prolonged issues and stuff. And I woke up one morning and she, we had to rush her to the vet at four o'clock. And then, uh, sadly, I, I'm not going to lie. I blubbered like a big girl in that vet when we decided to have You're a You're allowed to. safe space to do so, man. Yeah. Um, and then we came back and then Linda was, uh, it was like a week or two. And I knew that Linda would want to get a new pet because obviously with me going out and Dylan doing his thing as a teenage boy, she'd want some company. I often find that strange because some people don't immediately want a replacement pet. No, we we didn't. Yeah. yeah. We, it was because uh, I thought it, I was just like, do we do you want... Consider, sorry, it's like my dad used to do that. We'd have a dog. The dog would die, and the first words out of my dad's mouth were like, we're not getting another dog again. It's too painful when they go. And then 12 minutes later, <laughs> yeah. he'd be like, i got this dog. Here's Alex. Like, cool, Dad. That's it. You, you, you want to fill <laughs> yeah. that gap, but then yeah. you don't want to fill the gap as a replacement. You want to fill it. And the way I said it to Linda and Dylan was, we need to get another pet that we want to love just as much as we loved Flash. Mm. Um, so we got a new puppy, a cockapoo puppy. Um, he's lovely. He's a fucking pain in the ass. That's why I was up at five o'clock this morning because he was in his little cage like, dad, yeah. dad, dad. Well, he wasn't saying that. He was, he was barking, obviously. But if you listen. That would be amazing. He's like, dad, dad, dad. I need a pest. 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 I need videos yeah, on of course, Saturdays, man, right? Saturday. That's going to be yeah. my yeah, new kind of thing when we do a catch-up. Like, any movies, games, or videos that I've watched, that would just be my ca- quick catch-up. Dude, um, like 57 podcasts, you just realised that's what we... <laughs> <laughs> that's what he, yeah, he was like, asking us to do this fucking, whole time. Yeah, but I wanted to keep it short, short, because, you know, I, I do waffle on a lot, right? I bought the Sequest DSV complete series on nice. DVD. Nice. And man. Space Above and Beyond complete that's series. That's so cool. Where's Mike, CEX. Okay, listen. <laughs> CEX listen, is my listen, fucking dude, they, jam at the moment. I know, they know you there because I guarantee you, someone bought in at some point the complete DSV on, on video, yeah, on fucking DVD. DVD. The guy at the cat was like, I'm not buying that. Who's ever going to buy that? And the manager was like, no, no, no. I know a guy. <laughs> we know a yeah. guy, mate. Seriously, I'm going to get fucking Friday the Frame Put that in the switch window. on there. 
I'm going to get fucking uh, Sonic Origins on there. I'm waiting for the uh, AEW to drop in price so I can get that because I'm not rushing out for that. Yeah, that looks great. I'm mad, mad fucking excited. Fucking nipples could cut glass if you ever got close <laughs> to me for the fucking Metal Gear Solid Master Collection that's coming out in October. <laughs> nice. I know we've got like a long time to October and a load of games to come, but portable fucking Metal Gear on the Switch and it comes with Snake's Revenge nice. the game they said was never connected mm. to the series it's in the fucking series yeah, um, cool, I've been bashing out a lot of Witcher 3 recently fucking loving that I think um, yeah. I think you said like I'm over the halfway point now so yeah, story yeah, right. is, story wise honest, for the base game anyway honestly I could honestly say hand on heart and you know how much I love that other game I could honestly say Witcher 3 is better than Red Dead Redemption 2 there, fucking hell. Yeah, I, I, I'm completely with you. Yeah, on the that. world is so much more alive. I mean, it is a little bit silly that, like, like we were at the Battle of Caramorn, right? And there was this huge battle going on. There's witches everywhere. There's sorcerers everywhere. They all look beautiful. Yeah, not one of them's dirty. No, because well, they got magic. It's strong magic. The wizard did it. They just look fucking. Wonderful. It's all an illusion. Um, TV show wise, actually, before I finish, um, I didn't actually catch it because I was busy doing other stuff. But Linda watched all the way through season one of Star Trek Stranger Things. Uh, Strange, Strange New, New Worlds. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my God, yeah. Some of the best fucking Star Trek ever. Well, and I've watched a lot of Star Trek and I've been waiting for some good shit to come along. This just... It hit, it hit every note that I wanted from a Star Trek TV series. What notes were those? Just curious. Spock um, eating bacon, from what I saw on... Okay, so so like, first off, it wasn't... Think it, of Spock eating bacon. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't predictable. You know, like, TV shows hit certain notes. You know how certain things would go. But this show actually had a few twists. So I was like, oh, wow, I did not see that coming. Mm. Um, the characters are really deep and dynamic. I actually am interested in all of their backgrounds. And partly I'm sad to know that this crew is going to change for the the Kirk crew. crew. In right. You know, and so you're, years, like, yeah. you're really interested about where these people go. You know, the fucking, I, I mean, I didn't see it, but the fucking engineer died in like four episodes but at the same time it just looks so nice you know how you watched uh, like, I don't know if you watched it but what's it on by the way uh, well um, my memory stick at the moment oh, okay but is it like Paramount, is it Prime oh, it's, oh okay Prime. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but like when we watched Enterprise with Archer you were like oh this looks too clean for how he would go into uh, Kirk and Picard and all that kind of stuff this one, it's like they went, throw all the money at it. Just throw all <laughs> it the does fucking look really money good. at it. We want the space sequences to look fucking amazing. We want the battles to look fucking amazing. We want you, to, when you look into the background of the, like, the corridors of the Enterprise are so clean. I just want to see a guy in the background just kind of sweeping. <laughs> or some robot. Never cleaning. see a fucking That's it. I've never seen it. The place is so clean. I'm like, who's cleaning this ship? Honestly. Uh, the, the, guy, the computer does it. It just, you know. The just guy runs everywhere. It's like a particle like, cleaner. Yeah, yeah, the guy Scrummer. playing Pike is just absolutely and brilliant. Man, yeah. um, you know, I think he's great. But yeah, that's, so that's me. What are you guys up to? Um, <laughs> well, before you uh, jump in there, Andy, I want to continue on uh, Strange New Worlds. Right, yeah. I'm watching season two is still airing right now. I think I'm two episodes behind. Um, but season one, uh, sorry, episode one of season two of Strange New Worlds was a good uh, episode to start the season, but it was actually episode two of season two that I think is one of, 
if not top five greatest Star Trek episodes of all time. Right on. Like, that is the trajectory of this show. Yeah. It is just skyrocketing every silly. time. Stop it. And, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like, I'm super excited. Yeah, go like this. Go okay, like this. Right, like, right, so right, right. super excited. Like, up to here. Uh, I, I literally, the episode had me cheering. It had me crying. Uh, and it's basically a courtroom drama episode, you know, and like a lot of people criticize Star Trek for just being super bland or just being super like sci-fi splashy gunship battles and all that. Absolutely. Whereas this episode went courtroom drama about people, about ideas mm. and breaking those ideas down, seeing them from different perspectives, dealing with prejudices and all that stuff that you can relate to the real world stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is what Trek, this is what Gene Roddenberry like, would, mm-hmm. wanted. Yeah. You know, was just like, okay, we're in the future, but we've got problems. How do we fix them? And obviously with the courtroom drama and the way it's acted, the way it means to the characters hold over from season one i was like this this is this is what i wanted yeah now granted some of the other episodes they've done the timey-wimey tra- travel stuff yeah yeah the body they've done the gimmicky stuff. one the, the, that's the one i haven't seen <laughs> yet they've there's a new one with spock where he's body swapped human i'm just like oh yeah but okay then, it in sounds season, in season one they'd already had the one where he swapped with his wife that's right spock yeah and mark and so, i thought that was cool though they played that yeah, out. but i like that strangely world it goes each episode week by week like this one's a horror story this one's a murder mystery yeah this one's a courtroom drama this one's a comedy adventure this <laughs> one's a space anomaly yeah you know so each episode stands I'm, seeing, I'm just getting flashbacks to that one of like q in the yeah. next generation that court because he, he does one doesn't yeah, he? yeah it's like yeah. courtroom drama that's yeah, right yeah, yeah. that's cool man Encounter was it Encounter? Those were always the best episodes of like the the, that series though. You know, like remember the one where like Picard was like captured by the Kardashians and stuff, and like he had the eggs and he was just fucking tortured for ages. But that you were like, this is actors fucking great. Like you know, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I I just Kardashians. I just mean before. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did, mate. That would be the horror episode. So yeah, yeah. Set phasers to really kill, good. please, please. <laughs> kill but Andy, me. I hear you've been on a couple of adventures. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Where I have mean, um, I, I, I've had a yeah. We've had a couple of bits. Uh, obviously, we we did download, which was amazing. Um, my, you know, we went up there with uh, our friends who run the Rockfit um, company. So the girls were on stage doing their thing and basically yeah. got to hang out at a fucking download for free for like four days and stuff. Sit in the fucking guest area in the press area. I. Um, I got to meet um, uh, one of the members of Gua. That was funny. Yes. Wow. <laughs> S- sent a picture of it. What was it? He's walking around in the full gear. If you don't know who they are, Google them and yeah. you'll get why this is funny. Um, so went up to him. I was like, dude, can I get a picture? He's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, oh, this is great. I said, so embarrassing. I nearly wore the same outfit today and took a picture with him. And then um, we, I actually got to meet um, David Draymond from Disturbed. Nice. I saw that picture, was actually. the nicest fucking dude. Really? Oh, That's mate. so cool. He was, it was such a wonderful, like, you know, I haven't had a lot of celebrity encounters in my life, but getting to meet so someone who I'm a huge, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but this is like someone I'm a fan of. Oh, so, right. <laughs> so getting to meet someone who I'm obviously like a huge fan of, like, you know, I was like, dude, do you mind if I get a picture? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And like, I do the thing where, like when I met the other guy, like I just sort of stood there, someone took a picture and I was like, cool, you know, I don't yeah. fucking touch him and stuff, but. I was like, dude, can I grab a picture? He's like, absolutely. He fucking grabbed me, put his arm around, threw up his fucking horns and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> he's right. like, best picture ever. And I'm like, ha ha. Oh, he looks tiny he in this picture. Yeah. It's like, all the pictures, I'm like, all of mine are awful because I'm like, ha ha. Like, <laughs> 
because he was so That's nice. That's so cool. Yeah, really nice interaction with him. So that was cool. And like, you know, we got we got to see some great bands and stuff, obviously as well. I mean, there were some. It's I I the thing I love about festivals. I always joke around that in a way, if you really want to see a band, don't see them at a festival because it's not like the it's never the best showing. Like I, I got to admit, we on the Thursday we watched Metallica and they sounded like shit. Damn. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna. Maybe it's Metallica, or maybe your stage director needs firing, but yeah, it didn't yeah. sound good. But I mean, just random stuff. Like, we uh, we saw, um, like, okay, so Pendulum, who are not a band that I'm necessarily into. Same, and I remember yeah. when that first single came out, I was like, I hate this fucking single. It was Doom Ed. But th- now they came back with this much more of a, like, guitar and drum set. And we were sat there, because in, like, the, the guest area, you've got all the. We're right next to the main stage, and all, this, all the screens are up, so we're like. There's a private bar there, mm-hmm. and the, and the stage is there. We're staying here. Like <laughs> just watch that, and it was actually a really really good set. Um, oh, electric. Uh, they were called Eskimo Cowboy. Now they're called oh, Electric Cowboy. Fucking ain't that bad. They but were fucking awesome, say. dude. I the energy there. I was like, this is great. Like oh, it was such honestly, a great show. Ice Nine Kills as well. Like they they brought a Deadite on stage and killed <laughs> the motherfucker with a chainsaw. Like, like how you look at me, like I know what bands are. Oh, okay. <laughs> Modern bands. No. Put it this way. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of good discovery. D- Disturbed plays an amazing yeah, set. Yeah, that yeah. we oh fuck it. He, he talked about uh, a big thing about um, like depression and sort of like you know he talked about Chris Cornell and like Chester dying and everything like that. Yeah. So all of us in the crowd were like. Mm. Like this, and then he played "Sound of Silence," and everyone was oh like, God. "I'm like, yep, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna sit here, <laughs> sit here with Donna and cry my fucking eyes out like a baby." Oh, but, his um, cover of "Sound of Silence" is something yeah, else. So that that was an absolutely banging weekend. Um, That's wicked. That I don't recommend spending four days. <laughs> Spending money at the private bar at Download <laughs> when you. Oh my god! I can't believe how much money. How much for a pint? Six pound eighty. It was more expensive Damn. in London, I, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> so getting on to the next thing, <laughs> then we went to uh, a, a bunch of us went to see Money in the Bank uh, in that? London, which is the, uh, the WWE, WWE live event. Oh. That so I'm going gonna, gonna to apologise in advance <laughs> that I'm about to talk about wrestling. Kind of. I'm not going to apologise. You can switch <laughs> that fuck off. It's my moment to shut this down. So Triple H was there. No, he wasn't for once. It was weird. He did the press conference after. He did do the press conference afterwards. So yeah, I apologise, I'm going to talk about wrestling. By the way, so I don't tend to hang around our comments section. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, the floor is yours. I just want to point something out. That if you are the fucking insipid knobhead <laughs> who writes a comment about it going, yeah, you guys talk about wrestling like it's real. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to point something out to you. Bitch. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Same as when we talk about John Wick, mm. and we're like, "Wasn't it awesome the way he fucking avenged his <clears throat> puppy? The dog didn't <laughs> really die. No, it you know, didn't. it's like <laughs> you're watching a channel for guys to review things, and you're getting upset when they get sort of passionate and involved in it. That would be like me going like, "Oh, I watched this film and it was great. This guy called John Wick, he went around shot everyone." And you're like, "You know, he didn't really kill anyone, right? They were acting." And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, you know, Ben Affleck's not oh, really Batman, oh, right? Oh, oh fucking oh, shot. I guess we should just stop. Yeah, you know? just stop going to the set. Yeah, fucking jerk off. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about that. Was your warning? Sorry. <laughs> your warning um, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse fucking, me. Fucking 
So, um, so like five of us went out to watch Money in the Bank uh, at the O2 in London, which was because obviously we went to see uh, uh, the, the Classic Castle in Cardiff. That's like a sixty thousand seater stadium. Uh, O2 oh, wow. is only like twenty thousand yeah, seat arena. Yeah, tiny. So yeah, in comparison, it's mm. so weird though because we get in and it's packed, and I'm like, how the fuck were there three times as many as these people in Cardiff? <laughs> it still looks like a fu- it's still a fuck ton of people. You know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we went up. Uh, it was really nice. Um, great event. I mean, without going too much into it, like the, I mean, if you're into it, you already know. Um, it was so funny. We're walking around. We we had like uh, uh, priority passes to get into certain places, and we got to go into like uh, a merch store and stuff. And um, a friend of mine was looking for a particular shirt, couldn't find it. And I'm the asshole that's like, man, what the fuck is like with all the John Cena merch? Like, why would they bring all this John Cena merch? For like no reason, it makes no sense. And then obviously, spoiler alert, you know, John Cena fucking turned up. What? So yeah. my first reaction was, oh, that's why they got all that merch. <laughs> but I I cannot describe the pop. The the it feeling in that great. building when he came out and everyone just lost their Fucking mind. Yeah. I did you know. actually hear it. I read right here. I read an you article. You heard the actually. O2 from I heard, here. Exactly. Right? Yeah. No, I, I heard that. Um, no, there was an article just saying that uh, UK wrestling fans are a different breed to American oh, wrestling dude, fans. Okay, I, Literally, that a smaller amount the makes chats. as much noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The chats that are going off. But he, he did. He did come out and did. He makes a reference to saying about wanting to bring WrestleMania to London. Yes, yeah, so I heard yeah, that. Yeah. And that was again, what the article was going to. The f- the po- I got so emotional. <laughs> Because it's never happened. Right? I know exactly. Yeah. So it was. It was an incredible day. It was a great night. Now, but I, I have got. A, sorry to take up a lot of time, but I've got to tell you this story because it's fucking so stupid. <laughs> so, friend of ours books the tickets. He buys. He books the um, hotel <clears throat> in inverted commas. <laughs> yeah, hotel. We'll please. get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so basically, we're staying in this uh, this pub that is three miles from the O2. I'm like, that's fucking gleaming. You know, it's like there's a bus there. You know, you get to London, you do the underground thing and stuff, and get to where you're going. So we're there by like 11 a.m. in the morning. Oh, before that was like 10 o'clock in the morning. So we go in this pub. Looks really cool, and it's got like this uh, big Jamaican sort of kitchen attached to it. So it's like you know, like there must have been. I, I went in there, and the kitchens were being sort of. Oh, there was like 10 Jamaican cooks in there, and they're getting ready to like. They got like whole pigs and stuff, and I'm like, I may not go to this event. I may stay here, like you know, like, oh, I want some jerk chicken and stuff. Yeah. You know? So anyway, <laughs> he says, right, uh, we're talking to this guy. It's this English guy at the bar, and then this other guy. And I'm only saying this to keep it factual, so you can kind of put it in your heads. This um, sort of like um, Middle Eastern guy is like, okay, so we're going to take you to the rooms, and he said, and there's four of us out of the five are staying in this place, and he's like, you know, oh they're all four going up to this room and he's like no there's two in one room two in the other and we go oh well, that's alright yeah whatever two in one room two in the other so we go upstairs and our friend I'm not going to name him our friend who's got the tickets has not booked a hotel he has booked a hostel <laughs> and me and one of them, one of my friends are led into a room which has got four fucking bunk beds in <laughs> Five of which are already occupied by people sleeping off the night before or whatever. And I'm, what the fuck? The other <laughs> room, the bunk beds you. were three high. I'm not exaggerating. Right? I didn't know they went that high. I, neither did I. So I'm just like, oh, we're going to get murdered. <laughs> so we're like, okay, whatever. We're just trying to get changed before we can sort of like go and like make sure our stuff's secure and whatever. And I'm kind of sat on my bunk. <laughs> like, I, put, I, put, I, put, I put a sheet up on both sides. 
as some kind of shit privacy screen. I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm in prison, man. And I'm sat there. Now there's a all right. Now there's a guy on the bunk next to me to my left, right? Mm-hmm. Who's uh, I got sort of like talking to, friendly enough, whatever. Guys from Jamaica, right? So like that'd be funny. He's like you know, Jamaican dude is right next to me. This other guy just walks into the room who I kind of figure out later sort of works there. Again, another Middle Eastern guy and just goes off at him. Starts yelling the place that I'm sat like this on my phone. Well, and he's like, you know, he starts shouting about some other guy. There's obviously some kind of conflict. The Jamaican guy is there. Kind of, okay, whatever. And then the Middle Eastern guy calls the other guy. And now the end words. Says a word I've legit never heard anyone say to someone else's face, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Holy okay, shit!" Well, <laughs> like you know, because I'm like, there are ten guys in the kitchen that will fuck you up, <laughs> like, and that was where I was like, you know, a co- I was like, "Well, I'm going downstairs." I met the boys downstairs, and like, "Should we have a couple of drinks here?" I'm like, "No, let's fucking go." Like, I was like, "I hear there's a Weatherspoons around the corner, and that's where we fucking." <laughs> It was, oh, it was I, madness. But I mean, again, I, our mate who booked it, he was like, I had no idea. I, I, just, I, <laughs> no. Love, I love this story because obviously, you know, when the wrestling got announced, it was just like, oh yeah, you want to go to London and stuff like that. And I, I considered it, but like you'd already made all, all your plans. And stuff. I do, it was, I was well like, worth it, don't get me wrong. I was just like, oh, I don't want to go down on my own, find a place to stay, blah, blah. So I stayed at home. <laughs> I just watched it in my front room. Pay-per-view. I, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I looked at the time, I'm like, wow, this thing doesn't start until eight o'clock. He's going to be wrecked as fuck. If he's oh, we were, drink, we were day, drinking from 11. Dude, I took an edible before I went in there. Well, that's it. We were, like, was, by the time we, we got to our seats, which is just on like the first tier and stuff and like my mate Chris is like we're high as shit I'm like yeah no fucking shit like, you know, <laughs> sitting down looking I was like that is steep I was sat there in my front room I was in my pyjamas <laughs> with my beer in my hand my snack, watching TV thinking and you can't get better than this <laughs> 20,000 people in the fucking O2 screaming at John Cena and I'm like I don't give a fuck I'm gonna pause it Did go you there, say, dude, take you a whiz come back no it's so <laughs> good I, I, I like the idea and don't get me wrong I've said this to loads of people like going to live events would have been good if I'd been doing them a lot more when I was younger mm. I would have got the bite but I never had the chance so now I'm older I'm like Nah. Right. Fuck am I getting up from my seat? I'll, I'll go, I'll go to every single like, one of them. Brian, how much was the pint? Seven fifty a pint? Uh in well in the O2 in one of the bars, yeah, it was <laughs> like seven pound fifty a pint. My bars um, of Sam again were too quickly yeah, And this is why we spent the whole day in Weatherspoons. Cause you know, when you go in there like three pound eighty please, and you're like, Yeah, it's more fucking like it's it. Like a, it's like I spoke to a guy that I work with, um and he, he was just like, Oh yeah, I went there and it was absolutely amazing. But he had to take a day off sick on the Friday to travel down because he was meeting D Lo Brown as well. And then oh, he was yeah. going to the event on the Saturday, and I was like that's a lot of fucking effort. We, we went you past, can lose your um, job <laughs> in the O2. We went past uh, where they were doing the Undertaker dead match. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, Fuck, that's twice in a row. <laughs> yeah, it's like right there. Yeah, but it, it was amazing. But I just, I'll tell you what, real quick one for the movies that I watched because I, I, I did, I, I watched some bangers actually this month because I watched um, Sisu. Awesome. Yes, yes, Sisu's Ian and I watched fucking amazing. Sisu is so fucking. I'm not going to say any more about it. Just go fucking watch, watch it. Sisu. Oh my god! If you we did talk Sisu about Sisu the watch. trailer in the last yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the film is out, and it is um, worth the worth the watch. Kind if you don't of like Nazis. Of, watch Sisu. Yeah, right. And if you do, what the fuck? Yeah, what the um, fuck? 
in in the sort of same vein, I watched Old Man with Stephen Lang. Oh right, yeah, not yeah, full yeah, title yeah, or a rhyme, just yeah. You know, but yeah, not I don't know if I've seen one. that one. I haven't one. seen that. No, no, not yeah. not not that one. No, it's, uh, it's a very. Uh, he's a turkey based on that girl. No, not quite. And himself by the end. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, that it, it's worth a watch. But again, I don't want to spoil anything to do with it. It's a bit of a trippy one. Um, I watched the um, Arnold Netflix documentary. Yeah, I need to see that. Great still. three part doc. Oh, yeah, really yeah. good. Uh, they have do address stuff that you didn't think they would. <laughs> right. Have you seen the Michael J. Fox one? I watched no, that. I watched no, still. no, that's that next. That's really in my good. queue to watch. Still is really they good. Just um, announced the Sylvester Stallone one now. Yeah, well, I know that course. as well. He's gonna um, have one. Little Bone Lodge. Have you seen that yet? No, no. That's an interesting sort of horror movie. Again, it's not a gorehound one. It's more of a. There's a bit of injury detail and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Again, not one I'm going to say about. Uh, Jolie Richardson's in it, who was the like mum out of Colorado Space, and she's oh, like right, the right. Patriot and yeah. Event Horizon and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a few sort of like rough performances in it, but you you, you won't get where this film's going. I don't think personally. What was <laughs> that one called again? Sorry. Uh, Little Bone Lodge. Little Bone Lodge. Lodge. Okay. Okay. Worth, worth a good one. Yeah. No. Don't. Seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched The Machine. Because I'm a huge fan of Burt Kreischer, uh, his machine story about him getting involved with the Russian mafia. Oh, yeah, so yeah, me yeah. and Jessica, wa- I did watch it first to proof watch it, and then me and the kid watched it. I'm biased, but it was totally fucking awesome. I absolutely adored it. Nice. It was brilliant. Uh, same with Tom Segura released a new stand-up special on Netflix called Sledgehammer. If you're a fan, go watch it. It was fucking amazing. Uh, another documentary I watched that Muscles and Mayhem, the American Gladiators story. Okay. No, not watched. It's just a great either. Talking Heads documentary about what absolute nonsense that fucking <laughs> show was. Like, yeah, that was really good. So um, and then the one that I will really shout out is uh, I watched the Full Monty series. That they oh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a, a, a sequel. Why? Yeah. But it's actually a series, it okay. Mate, it's fucking excellent. Is it? It's excellent. Like, I heard the advert on the, on no, the video where it's like, the long-awaited return. I'm like, who? Who's <laughs> yeah, selling it? Yeah, to be fair. No, no, the good thing about it is it's, it's a series. And yeah. it's like, it's not like, oh, we're going to have to take our clothes off and get to nothing to do yeah, with it. No, it's, <laughs> it's just it's about these guys, where they are in their yeah. life now, what they're doing, still living in Sheffield. They're bringing all these new characters, like people have got kids and everything like that. It's got a bit of a Cobra Kai vibe in that. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Same kind of premise what they've done. And <coughs> it's fucking wonderful. And it's heartbreaking. And it may be on my top ten of the year. It may be the best okay, thing well, I've watched yeah. all year so far. Wow. Honestly, well. I so I'll, I'll recommend it. It's really good and it's like it's kinda like there's a nod to the original premise and everything, obviously, but it's it's a totally different totally animal different, than what yeah. you'd think. It's almost like you could you could actually just you could you could do it as an original story yeah, and you what? were just oh it's just set around six blokes in Sheffield yeah, yeah. Right. you know what I mean yeah. it's just they happen like, to be yeah, like well I we can take that. these characters and involve them so um, nice. when that's done well like we saw with Cobra Kai yeah. Yeah, it's done really well and it's really good and insane. so What's yeah fucking, oh, Begbie what's his name Robert Carlyle. Oh, that's right, Robert Carlyle. Oh, I love how you remember the baby. You're the guy in glasses, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember his name from 28 weeks later. Like, I'm, it's just, uh, asshole, asshole dad. Dad, yeah, asshole yeah. dad. Yeah, asshole dad, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of films to catch up on as well. Uh, a couple of trips to the cinema the last couple of months. Um, went uh, to go and see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And? Yeah, I was one of the few that saw the trailer and went, ooh, that actually looks all right. And I, I went and saw the movie and I came out and I went, oh, that was kind of all right, actually. But I, I was kind of surprised. I went in at peak time, like opening week. Yeah. And there was like seven other people in there. 
It's just like oh, it's oh, doing well then. Oh yeah. no, it's it's, it's not like it's, not doing well. it's continuing the trend because the other film that I went to watch as well was The Flash and the same thing. Like this was opening same week- seven people. opening weekend, <laughs> and there was like eight Fuck. people in there. It's just like where is everyone? Like this is the people. This, this, this is man. this is that, nine. That this has is the big one. lost like a lot of money, right? Yeah, a like, lot of money. Like, it didn't. It's like two hundred million in the hole or something. Yeah, or people, more because that's not even including like advertising yeah, costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is. It's done really bad. Badly, um, but buying on uh, DVD, buying them both on DVD. I, 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 I will say, I, uh, I, like, I'll, I'll go with the, the, the Flash. Uh, I, I thought that Michael Keaton was worth the price of admission, uh, <laughs> literally to see him in the Batman suit and to, to say his, his lines from. Uh, it, the original film was was great. Like, yeah, you just watch the trailer. I, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but the thing is, when it's in context uh, of the movie, <laughs> even though you've seen the trailer, and you know that bit's coming. Mm. Like it earns that moment. Uh, he he was really good. Now I I know Ezra Miller is an absolute jerk. You know, been been smeared across the media for all these kinds of reasons. I've not really looked into it. By all accounts, he's an absolute jerk. But uh, he was really good uh, as the Flash. Um, small spoilers. He plays himself. Like there's multiple flashes in the film. Yeah, it's in the trailer. And, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah. he's really good at the diversity of the character, backed up by a really good supporting cast. The CGI was really good in places, and also as expected with most superhero movies, very wonky in places. Uh, but I really <laughs> enjoyed the style of the times. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Mm. The first fifteen minutes, you know, when a superhero movie usually set them up with a big crisis that they got to overcome mm. to then get into the story. I thought the opening. You know, crisis that he had to deal with was really quite fun and gimmicky, saving loads of babies falling out of a skyscraper that's collapsing. Uh, I thought, yeah, that was that was really cool. The scenes uh, with uh, with Zod fighting Supergirl in the desert, really loved those action set pieces. There was a really great moment where uh, Supergirl was fucking saving a helicopter from crashing all the people inside it. She lowers it down, she turns around to help somebody else, and Zod just smashes right through the helicopter <laughs> in an explosion shots, and knocks her out. It's like, you know, I felt those punches. The sound design was great. Yeah. Uh, all of the effects of the time travel visually was really well done. Uh, the story was like, the, it, the, the film wanted to have a heart, like the reason why he's doing it, but it didn't stay on that too much and then when it got back to it, it was kind of a little bit like that, see, that see, needed to be the way to like, the heart obviously of the, in the film. trailer it shows it, it seemed to me like that was like him and his mum and saving her and stuff. Yes, but, that, that's yeah, it, but I, don't, yeah. I don't feel like that within this universe they haven't built that they enough haven't, and no, they haven't. for it yeah. so the film you can, you can watch to. the CW show yeah, and for yeah. a fucking dot you're like oh my god because when you finish that first season of The Flash and he goes back you know and sees his I was streaming yeah. because they built the whole thing around it but in That's this one cool. it's like certain things in that DC universe I feel like it's like okay you can take certain things for granted where I'm like I never need to see Popcorn and Pearls with Batman's family ever again, again. Yes, yes. we're cool with that <laughs> we but when it's, when, getting but, bit by a spider exactly but when it's <clears> a <throat> um, but with a, a character that isn't quite as established as, as the, the Flash in, in the yeah. open fan base yeah. Yeah. you know or it's sort of like the non-fan base so like we all know the story if you read the fucking comics but yeah, yeah. You, you need to you need to fucking put it on screen. You know, yeah. I, you know, I feel that's probably where they lay it down. I'm so, saying this, I haven't seen the fucking movie. Yeah, yet, so, so I, I think that the story was undercooked, 
but like uh, the, oh, the cameos. There's mo- there's mm. moments while I was watching it that I literally cheered on screen. I was like, "That's my Superman!" You know, uh, there, there were some great moments. Uh, there's some nice cameos and Easter eggs. <laughs> there's some PS2 <laughs> graphics from what I heard. Seven people like, in the cinema turned yeah. around and went, "Shut the fuck <laughs> up!" <laughs> Yeah, like I, I one of them was Nick Cage. <laughs> like it, it wasn't the you know it wasn't Eternals levels of bad. You know it's uh, like yeah. The, is the, that is that the drama? Don't get me wrong. The Flash is not a great movie, but it, I, I had I had fun with it, and it didn't. It was a bit long, a bit too long, but it was fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of also being a bit too long, Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny was a bit too long. Again, like the the first, like I said, the, the flash bit had a 15-minute thing with the building. Yeah. Indiana Jones' intro bit, like you know in every indie movie, it's either the boulder or getting, you know, setting him up at the beginning of each yeah, one. Yeah, 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 this yeah. one here was half an hour long before it sets him back in present day. Uh, and it was literally because it was all the de-aged stuff was uh, all bookended right at the start Jesus. of the film. Oh, that's all now, right. At least they didn't keep going. The, the thing is, what's the runtime of the movie? It's like two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Like it's a, it's the longest indie movie, and oh, it's man. got. What so, is with all these two and a half hour fucking movies? That, that's because man. I think Milk the intro man, man. was too long. But however, I, I, I booked Oppenheimer. So one yeah. of my favorite parts of the movie was just that first thirty minutes because of the oh, okay. de-aged Harrison Ford. They didn't fix his voice so he still sounds like an 80 year old man in a 40 year old body Harrison Ford though that's true that's true you don't know whether he's happy or growling his face is like not symmetrical (laughs) Uh, but all of the the de-aged stuff with him uh, fighting the Nazis on the train uh, I thought was brilliant. Like I was like, this was this this was a thirty minute indie movie. That was great. <laughs> and like, then the say no yeah, ticket. Yeah, say then, no ticket. <laughs> no, he has a new line. He does oh, something brilliant. different. Uh, you have to watch it, <laughs> but or don't because like no, oh, no one's watching it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, wait till it's on Disney streaming. Uh, and of yeah, course, Dis- Disney are well aware of that. That's become uh, like a meme now. Like I just wait for it to come on streaming mm. uh, because no one's going to see their movies lately. But then the big trend in Hollywood right now is no one's going to see any of these movies. And people are wondering, is it because like people are fed up with the cinema? Or is it because all the films in there are shit? We're or is it we're because... supporting the Screen Actors Guild, apparently. We're supporting, right? <laughs> well, I think it's... By, by good good, think good, it's good a... thing is, no one's, no one's making any fucking movies at the moment. It's, it's, it's a combination True. thing, isn't it? They've, 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 fucking, they've tried to just keep the indie movies down that we really want to watch and fill us with all these fucking big blockbuster money-making pieces of shit that they go, you really want to watch this? And that's, I mean... People say to you, why do you wiki your movies here? Because I cannot be bothered to go to the cinema every week to try to catch up with everything because everyone's telling me I've got to go to the cinema and I've got to see this on a big screen. I mean, you're going to see Oppenheimer on, mm-hmm. on IMAX and I know that everybody's so fucking excited about it. I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, but for me, I mean, so no, bored, Nolan's so, a director that's but, bought plenty of, like, you know, sort of, like, was, credit with me to... I was, I was tired, tired of just hearing about He's earned the price of admission. I was tired of hearing about Barbie. I was tired about hearing about The Flash before that, you know, and it's just been one thing after another where I'm like, I'll go to cinema when I want to, not because when the thing's in 5k, yeah. I will go to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, do you know what I really want to go see at the moment? Um, when the when uh, the grandchildren come down in a couple of weeks, I want to take the youngest grandchild to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant. Yeah, it's great, not because I want to go see it, but because I want to spend time in the cinema with a small child watching a big film. You know, I want to go to the cinema and actually enjoy it. Not just go because I've got to pay my money to support whatever, the Actors Guild, the fucking directors, the Oscars, whatever. 
and buying it on DVD anyway. You, Spending think, twice um, as much for getting all this maybe, shit. Do you think maybe, in a way, like a lot of it is we're kind of, uh, we're inundated with sort of too much information. So you have like films like The Flash where you just, obviously that's marred in controversy anyway. But you also just hear so much about like things like reshoots. So mm -hmm. They're fucking reshoot. Re well, they're, they're not now. But before the strike, they were about to reshoot Aquaman 2. Yeah, yeah, I just got it in, in, in the news segment. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. So, but yeah, but so do you know what I mean? And in a way, that does make you kind of like, oh god, oh, that doesn't sound right. And yeah, it's this, it's this, this constant meddling and just, it, it's very rare now for a movie to just be like, look, we've got an idea, we're going to put it out. There it is. And it's done. I mean? But yeah. if it does yeah. do that, you don't hear about it because it's. Yeah, it's probably not don't. Because you're too busy looking at all the news about the reshoots <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. So. Catch up news, Gary. So, yeah, uh, just, just as is, um, the new Indiana Jones movie, just for a record, is sitting at a 6.9 on IMDb, whereas yeah. The Crystal Skull is at a 6.2. So, I like so it's, it's not a, a shit as Eternals. It's not a shit as Eternals. Yeah, so Indy had some good set pieces. The first half hour was great, and the last half hour was great. All of the middle. And Mickelson, uh, the, the bad guy in it? Yes. Matt yeah, he's Mickelson. great. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. And of course, he's the villain for the first part. Because he's then, great. Yeah, and then, you know, bit typical chase movie, really. Uh, but yeah, the next thing I want to talk about very quickly is Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, that zombie show, that continuation of The Walking Dead is on season eight right now. And part one Jesus has just Christ, concluded. Yeah. Uh, part two will be the finale of Fear of the Walking Dead. And they've just... Uh, 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 Lenny James has just bowed out from the show. Of course, uh, if you recognize the name, he played Morgan all the way back in the very first episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, so his story has now come to a conclusion. Uh, if you were Sorry, watching Fear the Walking about, Dead... I was just thinking about him from Snatch. <laughs> Why has he got tea cozy on his head? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you were watching Fear of the Walking Dead, you know that Kim Dickens was the 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 head of the show. She was the main character, uh, but now she's back for the final season. So it's kind of yeah, it's it, it's a little bit disappointing, honestly. I, I think the Fear of the Walking Dead has been up and down, up and down. Uh, usually, <clears throat> when the Walking Dead was bad, Fear was good, <laughs> and vice versa. But unfortunately, I uh, fear that those last six episodes were a bit of a drag and. I, I'm usually one to say no. The drama and the characters is what keeps it going, but it uh, the, the writing there just kind of di didn't didn't work for me. So as a fan of the show, wasn't too impressed. Uh, but uh, the is it City of the Dead? What's it called? The other City one? City of the Dead. Yeah, City of the um, Walking Dead. Yeah. City Walk. Take your reference. Uh, I've only seen the first episode of that one so far, and it's still more of the same. That's the except... that's the Negan and uh, yes, Maggie one. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the uh, the the setting is what makes it. Hugely different. Seeing that cityscape at night, the shadows, the buildings, the zombies. The, haven't seen that in the Walking Dead universe for like hundreds of episodes. So it's actually quite refreshing, even if the characters are kind of repeating some of the stuff yeah. uh, that happened at the closure of the Walking Dead. Next thing I want to talk about is uh, PC issues that I've had lately. <laughs> uh, of course, one of the reasons why the podcast didn't happen last month was partly because of the heat wave and partly because the PC was just having Mountain. none of it. It was having loads of blue screens of death. Uh, but since then, I've got a new motherboard in there and everything does seem to be working fine. It took a chunk of life out of me getting this uh, running, but it's it's all working now. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is a video game. Uh, I've been uh, streaming on Twitch at the moment. Uh, Aliens Dark Descent. Uh, it's one of those games that I was super excited for, got in there and got my ass absolutely handed it to did. me hmm. uh, repeatedly. It fisted you. It, 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 <laughs> uh, 
And I found out that the game has had a, a, a lot of bugs. Yeah, I had duplicating aliens. I had Marines getting stuck in the terrain. Yeah. Uh, some weird bugs where one of my Marines literally cloned himself when he came back at, on the dropship, which caused <laughs> all kinds of continuous errors in that run. So I've restarted the game. So it's a triple A title then. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, you know. well, it's not. But uh, it's. <laughs> well, I mean, in comparison to some, maybe. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's uh, it's difficult. It's a challenging game. Uh, if you're a fan of the Aliens universe and you, we get lots of shitty Aliens games, this one's a good one that has some problems right now. But the developers have been releasing patches as they go. Uh, they know you know that there's problems with the game, but they're going to be fixing them. Uh, it's a it's a real real love I have for that game. Even though I have st I've stressed with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the more I play it, the more I learn the mechanics because it's. Unlo there's not many games like it mm -hmm. you know a lot of people yeah, compare yeah. it to XCOM except that it's not it's, you know turn based it's more it's like, all real time it's more like Alien vs Predator Extinction yes yeah it was also a bit like the other Starship Troopers game that came out uh, last year mm. no, not the one that the not Extermination Ford the other one whatever, yeah, yeah because you don't yeah. control you know don't do base building and but you usually just control a small squad games yeah. like that have always lent themselves towards that command and conquer style yes. like fucking gameplay yeah. it's, yeah. so, it's a yeah. no brainer so you don't need top of the line graphics because of the camera perspective what you do need is some good gameplay and some good atmosphere uh, which the game really, really has. So yeah, it's uh, one that I, I do recommend. Uh, next thing I want to talk about very quickly is uh, From Season 2. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll know I, I was pr uh, praising the first season. Uh, season 2 is now wrapped. Uh, it has been renewed for a third season. Uh, it's, uh, it stars Michael Perrineau. And it's definitely a show worth watching if you're a fan of shows like Lost. Mm. Uh, even one of the writers from Lost is now actually writing from mm. as well. Small uh, premise of the show is that people, it's kind of like a Twilight Zone Lost thing where people, no matter what where they are in America, they go down this road, they see a fallen tree, they go back and they end up in this town, mm. which no matter which road you drive out of it, you just end up driving right back into it. And at nighttime vampiric demon things come out and will eat you mm. unless you're hiding somewhere and then they find out that they have talismans that they put on their houses to protect them at night but then so the drama unfolds as you get this Stephen King type ensemble of characters of course Stephen King has been tweeting about this show mm -hmm. non-stop yeah. you can see why he's a huge fan of it it feels like it was written by him uh, and he's fully endorsing the show he assumes it he's like this must be mine too right? <laughs> <laughs> this one mine whatever is mine but yeah some really good acting ensemble cast it's one of those where each episode leaves you with a cliffhanger and three more questions and the next episode won't answer any of them you keep watching no, uh, but, yeah the season two ending just ended with a huge whoa what the hell like now i gotta wait another freaking year <laughs> so yeah it, it's one of those uh so if you like good long horror stories you need to watch from check it out <laughs> all right i think we should move on to the news yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately we got some some sad news stories mm. of course it's been uh two months since the last one so a few uh noteworthy um uh actors have passed away first one i want to uh, bring up is ray stevenson mm. sadly has passed away at the age of 58 an nice. irish actor who stood no, out in all of his roles <laughs> from rome you know the thor movies punisher Warzone. 
you know, he appeared in such TV shows as Holby City and The Bill. Mm. He had roles in uh, Black Sails, Dexter, uh, and so many more. You know, he, he usually um, sorry, plays he, the... he was he was the um, the lead sort of like antagonist in that RRR movie that oh, really? about Christmas. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the fucking typical British throw the kids on the fire. He usually plays the villain yeah, yeah, man, and everything, great. but by all accounts, you know, big, a big, real big gentle giant hard mm. gold. Uh, so uh, absolutely missed by by those around him. So yeah, sad to see him go at uh, quite a young age. Very young. Uh, Tina Turner. Now, not necessarily a film star, but mm. absolutely iconic. Oh, thunder, uh, fucking Thunderdome. Thunder yeah, Thunderdome. And of course, um, <clears throat> the Acid Queen yeah. in the Who's Tommy movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. She passed away at the age of 83. She's in film. She's fucking wonderful. An absolute uh, uh, legend in the pop and R&B world. You know, some of our best songs included What's Love Got To Do With It. Yeah. The Best, Private Dancer and Goldeneye. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. She went hard in the paint for Golden Eye. Golden Eye, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love That's that. That's a banger. You're right. And uh, now, this one actually brings some closure onto uh, a five month story now. Uh, we reported back then that Julian Sands has mm. disappeared, but they have since recovered his body and reported that he has passed away now at the age of 65. Yorkshire actor, you know, brilliant as both a villain and a hero, stood yeah. out in all of his roles from The Killing Fields, A Room with a View, yeah. Warlock, Naked Lunch, Arachnophobia, Arachnophobia, Boxing Helena, Phantom of the Opera. Boxed Helena. Yeah, he appeared in TV shows such as Crossbones, Stargate, Castle, Dexter, mm. you know, and uh, it's just sad to hear that. Is it Dexter? Yeah. Yeah. Reason, but okay, but yeah, sad to so that he went out on a hiking outdoors uh thing in California and bad weather and disappeared. And so it's just sad that it took five months to, to reclaim reclaim his body, but uh, yeah, we'll be missed. Yeah. All righty, well, uh, we we uh, we've mentioned this already in passing the uh, the writer's strike, uh, this has kicked. Off. It oh, has kicked off. I thought maybe <laughs> things would get resolved. They've explained their grievances. They're upset with not receiving streaming residuals. They're yeah. upset with uh, with uh, AI writing scripts and producers just taking the money. And uh, you know it's been unresolved. And so since then, well, just since Thursday, uh, the Screen Actors Guild now joins the writer's strike. So uh, the strike was called on Thursday morning by the U.S. Actors Union, SAG-AFTRA, which was formed in 2012 after a merger between the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Mm -hmm. Now, after the breakdown in negotiations with the Alliance of the Motion Picture and Television Producers, which represents the studio bosses, has like 160,000 members... Uh, actors in film, TV shows, radio, video game performers, uh, voiceovers, radio presenters, models, influencers, all anyone that kind of stuff. That guild, uh, and now anyone in that guild, if they're part of it, like one of their rules is you stop work wherever you are in the world immediately. Uh, so now that the writers are out, actors are out, which means talk show presenters are not going to have hosts yeah. uh, at uh, film festivals, marketing. None of the actors are going to be doing interviews, doing any promotion, and they're not going to be working. They left so, the Oppenheimer. <clears throat> what was it? They had the they premiere of Oppenheimer, mm, and so they literally left in time for the deadline. Yeah. yeah, so they wouldn't you, get into trouble. Do you know trouble. what's fucked up? Is because me and a mate of mine were talking about this uh, yesterday <laughs> when it happened and stuff. And he was kind of like, I, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of like people saying, oh, fucking, you know, like they're making millions and millions. This isn't you. You see those high profile people. It's not about leaving them. because yeah. they are the high profile people that are leaving. But it's really not about them. It is about these people that are earning way less that are creating content. 
and then losing out on things like streaming and such and everything like that so it, it is more about the little guy so I was trying to explain that to him and then he reminded me he's like you know that means that they've stopped Deadpool 3 and I was like motherfucker like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah it's, you got to remember it's, it is it, it really does filter down to guys that are earning probably actually not far off what most of us earn in an average sort of job yeah. really when they're creating stuff that higher ups are earning a literal fortune millions from and millions yeah. continuous residual payments I mean, well, from services to streaming and merchandise and everything uh, what i think what i think is funny and um i think it's absolutely stupid at the same time is that you know what, what for the last month or so we've had strikes over here in regards to teachers striking nurses striking doctors striking and we just carried on like oh it was because uh, cost of living and everything fine. else cost is just Fucking people are buckling screen now. Screen Actors Guild fucking drops, and the actors fucking stop filming, and the whole world goes fucking crazy. Like, oh my god, what are we gonna watch for the next six months if nobody's working? It's like, bitch, cake some of that money still on and give it to the Netflix. teachers and the doctors <laughs> and the nurses so that they can fucking help actual people. Just because fucking you know that act, yeah, like, yeah, I get it. Like, it's filtering down to the little people because yeah. when you saw when I, when I saw on the news, they're like people over there striking with their signs didn't recognize a single actor <laughs> not one I'm like oh so where are all these big name actors why aren't they well, there they, they are saying, so you're saying it's pulled yeah. the focus away from more like essential services that have also been striking for a while well, that, so that, you're trying to say that clapping on my doorstep for the NHS didn't fix that's it that's what I mean, I mean in fairness that's huh. kind of how the media well, you works though Tories, doesn't it something <laughs> the, the media comes along and says we don't want them to look over there at this problem so we'll give them another problem and that'll distract them for a little while so that we can try to rectify this one secretly with something else and then we'll fix this one and then by Christmas everybody will be in the cinema watching the next fucking Pirates movie anyway woohoo do you know it's funny it's like how long it's been going on with like the writer's strike because I, I, one thing I watch a lot especially like I get up early I get up in, early in the morning I drive to the fucking gym and I go and do the gym but um, the thing I watch for whatever reason I just got into is habit is I watch a lot of like late night talk shows like the late show with Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel and stuff yeah, yeah, in the yeah, States because yeah. um, you do get some quite good entertainment news in it and obviously yeah. that's been off the table for like fucking months now yeah. because obviously the right strike happened so they were like that's it we're binning it off yeah. Yeah. there yeah. was more content from them during the pandemic yeah. right. than there has been for the last few months so it's like it really it really has <clears throat> been going on and it's taken yeah. a long time to escalate to this it's crazy yeah, well, I hope they a get lot a good resolution well. out of this because yeah, yeah it's, uh, I do too, it's like, listen, too much money listen everyone you know no matter where you are you should get fucking paid when you work and you know when you contribute and earn yeah. uh, earn someone else some money you should get a cut of that it's yeah. you know yeah, well, uh, I guess most most of all the other news stories now with a lot of shows and movies in uh, suspension. Mm. Like uh, we'll just see, have to see what happens with yeah, this man. next news story. Uh, a long-awaited sequel to Twenty Eight Days Later, uh, Twenty Nine Years Later, seems to be moving closer to production as the original team until uh, this week. Until this week, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, director, <laughs> all these stories. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, until this week, <laughs> exactly right. Uh, so, director Danny Boyle, writer Alex Garland, and star Cillian Murphy have confirmed the script is coming along. Oh, There's no green light okay. yet, but they all want to work with each other and make this project happen. Uh, and um, Alex Garland was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't. You know, none of them had any involvement in the sequel. Yeah. Um, but uh, and they were like, we don't want to just make another one. We only want to do it when we've got something we want to do, like worth telling. Uh, they said they've got it, and now that's why they're passionate about it. 
So, uh, of course, you know, I don't know the what's happening ones. because I, I hear that in, in England over here, uh, there's lots of connections with the American Guild, Actors Guilds and yeah, Associations. Yeah. So uh, I think it won't be long as well before, you know, it, all of the English writers and actors and everything else will also be joining the strikes as well mm. uh, we because have, it's all kind of connected. That's the thing, isn't it? We don't have as many uh, British homemade production companies over here anymore. Oh, we oh. used to have a few good ones and then obviously... They, not as many as we used to. Well, not as many as we used to. And that, we still I, do. I think that's where a lot of good work <laughs> I assume from. Microsoft bought them all. Um, I'd <laughs> they just like, buy everything. I'd like to see a third one finish off the story because I, I mean, I don't mind the second one. I like, and the first one is so groundbreaking. But uh, at the same time, my concern is: is are you taking too much away from what made the first one so good? You know, the first one came along and it rebirthed the zombie. Um, it did, even yeah. though they're not yeah, zombies, yeah, yeah. they're infected. But it rebirthed the zombie fucking horror movies to come back out again. Um, it gave us a completely new look on these creatures, these horrible infected creatures. Yeah. Um, Cillian Murphy. Like, it wasn't, I don't think it was his first major role, but he it's was... the first one I noticed him, yeah. He, it, yeah. he was so fucking good. Now you put me on the spot, I can't think of one like, before. Like, before yeah. the, the second one, I don't mind. I mean, Robert, it was just hooped up to 11. You know, yeah. we had Jeremy... Uh, Jeremy Renner. That's the first Renner. time I ever saw a movie we with him fucking, in, yeah. um, uh, Robert Carlyle. You know, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to see an ending, but, yeah. Yeah, Skeptical. so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that one. Uh, it'll also be kind of interesting to see what they do with this next story as well. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, Aquaman 2 Ugh, uh, has been <laughs> undergoing reshoots now. No, to, it isn't. Or, 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 <laughs> now it isn't, again. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, the film started production two years ago. Yeah, two and then years Amber ago. Heard went the court, and then that happened, and then like she <laughs> shit the bed. You know, I, I think like Jason Momoa was like, "What? I thought I was done with the whole DC thing." Like, I'm, like more they're like no we've got um, one more contract but yeah you, you'd think they wouldn't keep spending money on this film considering you know Shazam Fury of the Gods and Flash and everything else yeah. going on they're like well let's keep throwing more money at yeah, Aquaman dude obviously do they, do not, they really not, need to not spoiling it for um, I mean for we could do it already <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But that's not, why they're reshooting it not they're like, we'll show this guy not spoiling the, um, the one of the future reviews we've got going up but we've yeah. seen it in the film from the fucking 70s where you've got an executives all sitting around a table discussion if they discussing if they should just completely trash this production which is almost or completed tax write it off, yeah. or they, they keep putting money into it mm. so that when it gets out they'll actually try to make some money back and tax write it off you know so more profit for them yeah. in the long run they hate it and the actors hate it and the writers hate it and everybody on the sets fucking hate it because they know the film's not worth you've it you've also got conditions that <coughs> were brought over with the Time Warner acquisition yeah, as well. yeah. That, it may be one of them I'm not saying I've read anything like that but I'm just saying it could be one of them that they were like we're bidding off this Batgirl movie that's apparently phenomenal you're never going to see that again but we would like Aquaman too because Jason Momoa like he's still you know, popular right of course so, he is yeah. and like, dude, and I, I like him as Aquaman millions. and it, it made well. fucking yeah. money like him as so, Aquaman you know. yeah yeah what Aquaman made loads of money yeah yeah it was yeah. hugely successful whether you like it or not and I completely hear that the movie was wank the Fair. movie was <laughs> wank it was great I like him he's likeable as fuck as Aquaman but he he, but that's and there were some good scenes oh, in it, and there were some mostly terrible ones. There yeah. was fucking shit in there. At <laughs> that point where he goes, "Oh, I found the trident," and luckily they had this fucking special golden green uh, suit for me, which is absolutely <laughs> perfectly made to my exact fucking size. Hey, it's his man. ancestor. 
And it's a fucking movie, dude. Just like it's that guy. Okay, bro, you know what? This is what pissed me off. When no, people it's like, go, dude, you no, no, need no. shit spoon fed to him. So this I sit there okay. and I watch him spoon feed me, and I'm like, this is fucking shit. I can explain this to you really easily. Because this is the thing is, when you're built like Jason Momoa, and they just hand you a skin like what his vestigial twin. So if you're built like Jason Momoa and they hand you a fucking skin tight suit, the motherfucker fits. <laughs> and that's what you look like in it. That's why you don't understand it. Because if you put it on, you where's like, this trident? <laughs> this trident has been hidden somewhere in the whole universe. He has to go on this mystical quest, and when he finally finds it, he's actually got the outfit in there because somebody thousands years ago went, "Well, one day Aquaman or the new king is going to need this. It it's not going to be a girl. Wait, 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 it might not sorry, be a girl that gets born. It's going to be a fucking man. Of course, it was a king. <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. Do you have the same problem with like, you know? Conan and Croman, like him wearing his armor and stuff, like because it's it's the fucking same thing. Okay, no, 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 no fucking tangent at the moment. No, it's fucking. Oh, no. are you? I'm Conan, <laughs> Conan went into a cave and found a sword. That's it. The armor that he got at the end was scrap armor that he'd found laying around in that battlefield. That's it. Good job, they're all fucking Aquaman swam to a fucking temple that had been hidden for thousands of years and found an outfit made specifically for him. And what yeah. I'm saying is, is how the fuck did they know that it was going to be a boy that was fucking born? He was. He was a fucking hybrid between the fucking moment that they could have fucking predicted. It's Aquaman, not Aqua Lady. <laughs> That's the point. This is my problem. The you fuck ain't got enough energy, Fucking bitch. people said that God, DC movies are good because they just fucking feed me. I don't think a lot of people say that. I don't think a lot of people say that. Aquaman 2 is going to fucking be shit. And Screen Actors Guild. Whichever yeah. version you see. <laughs> So. Uh, okay, let's move on to some more news stories. Uh, be like, you went into like that costume shop, didn't you? And you were like, one size fits all my fucking shit, and left. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just fucking ruined my Halloween. Fucking, <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. Well, yeah, you had to well. swim into a secret hidden temple to find the real bullshit. It's like fitting rooms, dude. There were other temples like, next door. I didn't think a movie could be worse than Wolverine's origin when I fucking watched Hugh Jackman's giant fucking head walking away from an explosion. And then I watched Aquaman and I was like, no, it can't get fucking worse. Oh, what's worse than this? Wonder Woman 84? Oh, yeah, thanks, DC. Just keep it's a great point, actually. Dave cl- just made a great point. You say this exact same thing about Superman. It's magic. It what if it's going to be a super it? lady? <laughs> yeah, hold on. No, no, no. Superman, and let's go with Man of Steel, right? Yeah. Man of Steel, he was sent there by his father, no, who no, knew whoa, 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 he was whoa, whoa. a boy. No, wait, wait, wait. But the ship they found was just a random. Um, oh, yeah, scout yeah, ship. yeah. It was, a, it was a random. Happened to have a bunch a, of guys. It was a random scout ship that didn't this have a funny. suit. <laughs> it didn't have a suit made for him. It had a suit made for a Kryptonian male. Yeah, so how did he fit in it? Because he's buff as fuck. That's how that works. If you're pretty, things work out. That scout ship would have had loads of fucking Kryptonians in at some point, so he's actually wearing somebody's dead fucking outfit, right? <laughs> Who put the fucking outfit in the cave for Aquaman to find? His missus. Duh. The king's missus, because that's what she does. He's the king. Aquaman, not Aqualady. How long was that suit down there for? Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. You're assuming I paid that. It was a table. Yeah, because they don't actually say. Oh, wow. it. They don't actually say it. You know, no effect. Oh, and on top of that, then he gets that fucking stupid octopus thing to destroy half the fucking base, the ground of the fucking ocean, <laughs> and has no knock-on effect to the rest of the fucking world. 
So you're just annoyed that he came out with a, a comic book accurate? No, 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 no. I'm annoyed that DC kept you know putting out these about? movies hoping no, that we wouldn't you know notice these fucking Do you know what you should be annoyed things? about? And what we didn't notice is that the fact that he went down there and sort of like, you know, came out with that and then wasn't wearing it later in Justice League. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, no. why, why are you not breaking out the fucking orange costume that you got? <laughs> you got that, that was really cool. Why have you gone back to the old one? I can't believe we spent this long talking about Aquaman. <laughs> you brought it like brought up, motherfucker. Yeah. That's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I'm uh, going to go watch it now. <laughs> um, continuing on from uh, writer strike news, uh, Akiva Goldsman confirms, well, this is something we've, we've like, it's, it's been happening and not happening. Mm. Constantine 2 uh, with star Keanu Reeves. Apparently, it is still happening. <laughs> Despite the DC shake-up with James Gunn taking over... He said he uh, wanted to do it, right, didn't he? Uh, he wait, the it, they said they were going to do it, then James Gunn took over at DC, and then it was announced that it wasn't going to happen, but because, well, Keanu Reeves... He doesn't uh, like guns. Um, and, uh, John Wick uh, said, hell yeah. Because John Wick said, yeah, we're, we're doing Constantine too, so James Gunn went, okay, you can actually still do it. But then, uh, right, strike, so it's delayed again. Um, Akiva said that my pens are down, so there's nothing to do. Uh, but uh, those are the next things uh, that I'm uh, writing when I'm allowed to write again. He said he's already begun I Am Legend 2, uh, which, which is going ahead, uh, as well as Constantine 2, but he's not allowed to write anything for either of them yet, despite them going two. ahead. Um, so, yeah, just uh, I'm just glad to hear that we will still get uh, a sequel to Constantine yeah, man, be cool. before the DC. Yeah, you know. Again, because nice, but... James Gunn said it's going to be Elseworld stories within DC, Sweet. so yeah, well, it's not going to... Th- those are always their best films, best ones, yeah. right? So yeah, you might yeah. as well. Uh, although, G- apparently, uh, James Gunn hasn't yet announced what's actually going to be happening with his Suicide Squad sequel. Uh, because people still want more Peacemaker, more John <laughs> Cena, and Hell more yeah. Suicide Squad stuff. So it's like, is that going to be canon to the new DC, or will that continue as Elseworld stuff oh, as well? It will just be separate, because you know what DC like. They're like, oh, don't pay attention to any of the past movies. We're just going to make whatever one up. Uh, who know. knows? Keep who filming knows? it. <laughs> oh, the directors turned out to be a child murdering maniac. That's fine. We'll take him off and put a new one in. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, another sequel that uh, has now actually finished production ahead of the, the strikes, Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. <laughs> Although it doesn't actually have, it's still an unknown title yet. It's just, that's all we know to call it so far. But Ernie Hudson has said that yes, they have wrapped filming. Uh, the movie's done, it's wrapped, uh, in his words. Obviously, they're now editing and doing whatever else. Yeah. I've heard rumours the end of the year they'll push for, or maybe spring next year. I know how the studios are going to do whatever they do, but the filming is done, which was a little bit difficult with the writer's strike and everything going on. So I know there was a lot of shuffling around in terms of where it was being done, yeah, but I'm thankful that we at least got it done in the can, and now I'm like everybody else waiting to see what it all looks like. Uh, it's currently slated for a 20th of December uh, release date. What, this year? Same day as Aquaman 2. Oh, fucking sweet. So, yeah, Ghostbusters 2, Aquaman 2, uh, releasing the same oh, day. Oh, they're going to do a Barbie I'm, Oppenheimer thing. Yeah, I'm right. really <laughs> hoping Fuck. he's had a little bit of a leeway in the background for Ernie Hudson. No, because, um, Ernie Hudson, like, the reason why I've, I've, I'm mentioning his quote as well, because the, the last film mm. teased him like going back over. to New York yeah. and buying the firehouse yeah, 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 yeah. and that yeah, is it he's now like running credits, the firehouse yeah it's yeah. post credits but it's the fact that like always loved Ernie Hudson yeah th- thought he brought some real reality gravitas to this to the other movies to yeah, the, the movies and obviously he's been let out uh, left out a lot of the time first one and second one he didn't get as much screen time he didn't get as much of the action sequences he was just a comedy kind of relief yeah you know how I feel about fucking Afterlife I 
get away from the, the whole Egon thing. It's great. If it's just going to be the kids and Ernie Hudson, that I think will be great. Mm-hmm. You don't need to keep harkening back to Bill Murray or, or um, fucking Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Although you know. they've all, all all in the credits. It's Sigourney as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. Oh, but really? You, yeah, yeah. But if you want to keep oh, the franchise... Yeah, exactly. I know. That's what if I'm you want to mm. keep it the franchise live, you, you're going to have to stem off and do your own thing yeah. because you can't rely on keep falling back on them anymore. Yeah, we yeah. said... That, what did we say? This, oh, it was Evil Dead, wasn't it? We yeah, were saying yeah, sort of Dead. like, you know, when they when we were saying about, oh, the callbacks to the chainsaw, the callbacks to the chainsaw. I was like, it was all awesome, but now let's let's start building our new world. Yeah, let's do yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, I, you know? dude, listen, I love like, that. But I agree. I really love up and the kids yeah, 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 you yeah, have a I, I just think it's fine, but it's like those kids were the, like the heart of the fucking movie. And Let's yeah. give them their three quarters away through the movie. The girl realizes that actually she was created by her granddad for his cloning experiments. That'd be great <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> I actually want that to happen now. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it'll be really fucking funny. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I thought uh, Afterlife, I really, really enjoyed that one. I thought it was a legacy sequel done right compared mm. to so many that I think were wrong. And uh, <laughs> fucking JK I, and, and I think it, it showed base. that they could do a Ghostbusters movie outside of New York, outside of that firehouse, which is bloody iconic. But I'm also giddy and excited to see to see that Ecto One roaring out of that firehouse with the oh, sirens noise, going. You know, I just I, I I need it. I need it. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I'm I'm hoping for good things. Uh, just like uh, this next new story, the seventh Alien movie has also wrapped filming ahead of the strikes uh it's described as we've said as a standalone story no continuation of the previous films its release date is now listed for august of next year so august 2024 okay. for alien romulus that's the shooting like title time scale of where it fits at all? there's a single image from behind the scenes with the, yeah, the slateboard and it looks like it's set between i think between alien and aliens because okay. it has it has that retro alien isolation look. Uh, yes. So, uh, so I think that's when it's going to be placed. Romulus? But I'm not sure whether it's due to the meaning of the of the Romulus. I was going to uh, say uh, if they name the Romulus planet God. Romulus, I mean, yeah, like yeah, right, Pr- yeah, Prometheus, yeah. Romulus. Yeah, you know, say, it, it might be following that. that. But don't know what the actual film title is going to be. That was its shooting title. So uh, whether it changes or not, we don't know. It might just come out. They all do, alien. don't they? They all a lot. A lot of films do that. They have a different. They yeah, did have a yeah, different code word or something. Like code word, yeah, 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 yeah project, yeah. whatever. So, uh, yeah, we, we aliens, ancient Rome. You know, there's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of alien, uh, Neil Blomkamp has recently voiced how it felt to have Alien Five scrapped after all the hype mm. it received. Yeah. yeah, he went pretty quiet. Uh, after we, uh, you know, all of us, myself included, when we saw We're his production so uh, ideas for what was his planned Alien Five mm. before we got Covenant instead. Uh, he, he said that uh, that stuff hit me the hardest in my own career, uh, as it's the projects that didn't get made, yeah. Alien predominantly. Uh, and you know, since that project got cancelled, you you'll check. He's not made another film in Hollywood. No, no. He, he literally he said on no. Oak Studios, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He he, he went uh, and found his own studio. Uh, he, he. This is what he said of the of the system. He said, uh, "If I was more of a McDonald's, Burger King type studio lackey director yeah. that makes one film every year or every year and a half, but naturally I'm an artist who doesn't play that Hollywood game. Yeah. So when I left, I thought about things, and I've come back with a different point of view about how I'm going to approach Hollywood, and that's why making his own." You know, out studio. That's cool, you know, man. Making his own films, yeah. his own projects, and you know, showing what he can do. Because mm. yeah, I still think he could one probably, of the biggest missed opportunities. He could probably do very well now while the strike's going on if he 
came forward with an idea. Well, you might have trouble hiring actors yeah, at this, this moment. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but at the same time, he, he, he might have um, problem hiring people, but if he's... I mean, you look what he did with District 9. Mm-hmm. That literally just came out of nowhere. Well, we know he's working on District 9 no, too as no, well. No budget, you know, and he just filmed on the fly and he did it. That's that's what he could do to steal the limelight from Yeah, that was that was the Chap- other thing why he got Chappie upset because Chappie, 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 Chappie yeah. 2 was in development hell for I a like long Chappie. time until eventually the studio went, eh, nah, you're not, you're not Go doing sleepy it. now. So it's mm. just, uh, yeah, Neil Blomkamp's been put through the ringer in Hollywood and yeah. so it's understandable that he's not making anything for them right now. Yeah. Uh, really sad. Uh, well, speaking of also coming to the end of their filmmaking careers, Quentin Tarantino has officially shut down any possibility of making another film, especially a Kill Bill Volume 3, okay. saying, yeah, I don't see that. My last film, that's his words, my last film is about a film critic, a male critic, uh, and he plays in the 70s. Uh, so he's sticking to his gun about his 10, yeah, 10 movies, movies, then tapping then gone, out. Right? He's right. already said, I, I want to write scripts and I want to write books yeah. and I want to write other stuff. I don't want to direct. I don't want to write and direct my own thing again. I was like, he's done with it. He's, he's explored done. everything Good. he wants to do in filmmaking. He's made so he's sticking to his hey, guns. Like, he's very made few people in that business. movies of all time. Yeah, I agree, yeah. very, very few people in that position get to go out on their terms and yeah. stuff. To, yeah, and you then know? you get... Like they're tied uh, into contracts and they've got to yeah. do stuff. They've got to come back for things. So fucking But then crazy. you get someone like Martin Scorsese who's just come out and gone, look, I'm getting to the end of my years and I've, I've got another hundred movies in me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to stop. Like, I keep do, reading well, stories and I keep wanting to make movies. Well, you keep going, Martin, but every movie that you make is either kind of the same as the last one that you did or, you know, you're, 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 you've got a really unique, unique idea that nobody grasps until a little bar later. Tarantino comes along, mm. drops a film. I disagree with you there. Yeah, <laughs> well, right, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I you think can you can. Po- I think you can recognize the Scorsese style. Can make, yeah, Scorsese can sure. make as many movies as he as he wants for the rest of his fucking career. Agreed. Tarantino made at the moment nine, uh, which have which are stand out for him. You know, like he doesn't need to make all of these movies uh, to, will, to stand out. He's I will give you that it makes it makes with Tarantino that you could literally <laughs> name all of his movies. Yeah, but like what, you I look, couldn't do that with Scorsese. No, no, I couldn't. But like, I like um, this, was it Scorsese who did um, Bringing Out the Dead? Yes. Right. So Scorsese bring Bringing Out the Dead, absolutely great movie. Scorsese did Departed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taxi Driver. Yeah. yeah, you know, the li- the list goes on. All these great movies. Yeah, masterpieces. Scorsese. Over and over you again. Can, you, can, you can stop. You can slow down because you are as good as you think you are. Dog Day Afternoon, I think, is yeah, Scorsese. Why? Absolutely. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but... On, why, just because of age? It's like, no, why? no, in comparison... Know, he still wants to do it. In comparison, then, like I said, Tarantino's gone, I'm, I'm done. I've, I've done ten. Oh, yeah, but that's I'm what he wants, time. isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to do my thing. Same with Scorsese. Scorsese's he, like, I want to do 10 he next year. He wants to keep going. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah, no, that's brilliant. But you run the risk like that to make a stinker, which then everybody jumps on the bag. Not me. I'm like, make a stinker. I don't give a fuck. But there'll be people who go, oh, my God, it's the worst one. You look what they uh, people almost did with The Departed. Departed, I love The Departed. I love Internal uh, internal Affairs. Departed was really well reviewed and received wasn't it not by people who'd seen Internal Affairs which is, which is what The Departed is basically a remake of oh, remake because yeah. Scorsese oh, okay. didn't actually go oh I've made a remake he basically went I've made this brilliant gangster movie set in Boston with all these great characters oh, okay. oh isn't it a remake of Internal Affairs I don't, I, I don't, I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well he directed his film he didn't I, write I, I it thought he got, I think he got like you know uh, 
I thought he got more shit for just talking crap about Marvel personally. Yeah, yeah, that as well, that as well. He should make a fucking superhero movie. He fucking should. He should make a superhero movie. And it should be fucking Joe Pesci. Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese directs a DC movie. What's your superpower? And Joe Pesci is like, shut up, crime. Shut up, crime. Yeah. Oh, I need to see this. Oh, nice. Well, speaking of things that apparently we don't need to see, uh, Simon Pegg has shut down the rumours that a sequel to Shaun of the Dead was possibly happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, it's the last thing you need. Uh, he said, if I ever do an Instagram live or whatever, people are always like, I need Shaun of the Dead 2 in my life. And he's like, no, you fucking don't no, you fucking need Shaun of the Dead 2. The last thing you need is Shaun of the Dead 2. It's done. Move on, were his words. And so uh, Simon Pegg actually at one point penned uh, a screenplay uh, called From Dusk Till Sean. So at one point, even Simon Pegg wanted to Genius. do something else in it. Uh, but Title was, alone, here's exactly. some money. Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the vampire one. But uh, uh, according to Simon Pegg, he's kind of moving on from stoner comedy silliness and wants to take oh, on wor- more dramatic, serious roles. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of sad. I do also agree. One and done with that. I would love to see him with Nick Frost again and and Edgar Wright. Yeah, I'd love to see them together in another film, but. I also, yeah, don't need Make Shaun of the Dead space too, anyway. TV series about a new load of fucking people living in flats. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, space was amazing. Yeah. Well, my uh, last little bit of news snippet here is basically just a did you see that picture of Hugh Jackman in that yellow Wolverine yeah. suit yeah. next yeah. to Deadpool? Oh, my God, look what it did. Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was... If uh, you didn't need any hype, it was just a single behind-the-scenes photo but how good did they look? There's been They've a few more now. There's a video really? of him like in the suit, like practicing moving a fight around. scene and moving Because we never actually saw him in a suit. Because yeah. I, like I saw that. the suit and I was like, it's, oh man, the suit looks a little bit like... Uh, like it reminded me of that. No, it reminded me of like the Shazam suit when it was so clearly a muscle suit. It looked a bit bulky. Yeah. But then when you see him moving around and you're like, oh no, it's cool. It's yeah. like... Yeah, um, <laughs> I like it in X Men One where it's like, is this our outfit? So like, yeah, like we yellow spandex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was in the cinema and I was like, yes, yes motherfucker, yeah, right. they fucking said it. That's what I want. Like, yeah. um, love it. Yeah, it looks looks fucking phenomenal. Just obviously shut down now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of me as well though is a little bit sort of like, oh man, I could have gone the whole time and not seen that. And that would have been a boot the fucking seat in front of me moment in the cinema yeah. for me. Like, right. the fuck? Like, you know, it's like a lot of the rumours about, you know, they've. it's a bit of a like multiverse style movie, I suppose, for lack of a better word. And everyone was like, Jennifer Garner's back as Electra. And everyone was like, Whoa. really? And I was like, do you guys remember yeah, Jennifer it. Garner as Electra? Like- it was fucking awful. But it's so great. It's well, the same film, thing they did with... Oh, was it a film? Yeah, it was a yeah. She yeah. played her in yeah. the oh, no, I'm Daredevil. Thinking, Daredevil yeah, yeah, yeah. and Electra. The no, I was thinking of the movie. other TV show she yeah, had. No. She was the spy drama one. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Elias, yeah. Hey, she was good in that fucking... That movie where her kid got killed and she decided to come back and kill all the gangsters. Hummingbird, I think it's called. Sounds electric. It was. She actually did her own fight sequences. Cool. Oh, that's cool. Fucking thighs. Fucking better fighting <laughs> Stabbing than fucking, fucking Sandbags. Chasing the mower in his fucking Aquaman outfit. Oh, oh bitch. Your suit fit? Yeah. Yeah. Fit so one size fits all. She's in shape. That's what I'm trying to say. I like doing that one where um, the invention of lion with Vicky Gervais. That was good. That, she was actually quite was funny really in that, but then again, the script yeah. was better. So. Yeah. True. It always comes down to the script. Mm. 
Uh, okay, well that uh, concludes our news stories. I've only got one trailer uh, 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 highlighted to talk about, and it just dropped the other week. Mm. Napoleon uh, from director Napoleon. Ridley Scott. Now, I, uh, I like historical drama. It looks absolutely phenomenal. So like this is Ridley Scott, yeah, just absolutely with that eye for detail and attention. Every shot in that trailer just looks like you know a vintage painting uh, brought to life. It looks absolutely phenomenal. We're the soundtrack, the editing, uh, it looks really good. So I just yeah. say what you will about Ridley Scott or all the actors in it. I think it looks uh, like an absolute highlight of the year. Really, really interesting. Yeah, and something I'll, I'll else to talk about that. other than fucking Oppenheimer. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, but there is also one other trailer that I didn't write down to talk about. Uh, it's because I'm super, super excited about it. And that is Jason Statham is getting ready to punch multiple sharks in the face. Shark. <laughs> Meg 2! This summer, this August, he, I'm going to be in the summer. This is what I do. This is what I work with. He sits there and he judges me whenever I fucking talk about films and shit. And then he gets mad excited over some CGI shitty shark movie that's coming out. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna go fucking see it in the cinema too. But <laughs> no, you're not. You're you're gonna, gonna no, see no, that in the cinema. Yeah, because I'm gonna take the kids to see it. Dylan really liked Meg One. Yeah, kids like, are stupid. Yeah, I know because I'm like, this is Jaws is so much better. You well, know, yeah, I know that. But but like, it's a, but like Gary says, it's stupid shark movie. I want to watch hundreds of people get chomped. They're not. That dog survived the fucking first one. The second one looks like they're gonna kill me. It people. looks, Gary. It looks. <laughs> It may not. The trailer already took my money. The moment. trailer could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of threat in that first trailer. It killed None a T-Rex in the opening of the trailer, Ian. Look, I said to you earlier, the worst thing about that in the trailer the is the fact that that is the opening, uh, the opening so uh, part of the first book. Yeah, it's yeah. like gives you a like, and if we go back sixty-five million years, and it, it takes this whole thing through of the T-Rex going into the ocean and getting eaten by a Meg, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. So what really fucking grinds my gears is the fact that okay, so someone read the books then, <laughs> and you still made this fucking. Well, movie. They read the first yeah. chapter. <laughs> they read the first chapter, and now we can't uh, this will make a good trailer spot. Fucking fruit, fruit that in the bin. Like, what's it called, Jonah? All right, done. I, I agree. It, it would make Fuckers. for a good trailer. Tell me you did not just see that. Oh, that hey, shark hey, have you seen that? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm well, going to move on before I get we'll really killed anymore. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that concludes the first part of the podcast. We are going to take a small break, but when we come back, yes, Ian is going to be hosting a segment oh, yeah, talking yeah. all about Brad some, Pitt and his some, movie career. I've got to do some work. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> And welcome back to the second part of the podcast where we are going to be discussing Brad Pitt and his movie career. Yeah. Uh, this will probably be the first in potentially a, a series of, uh, of, of podcast themes. On, on Brad Pitt. On just <laughs> no, not just on fucking oh, Brad Pitt. Oh, I mean, Pitt. Oh, we're going to do different oh, actors, no, writers, no, no. directors. Like, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I, I wanted to be honest about where this idea really, really came from. Um, and uh, a while ago, like... I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, late one night, long fucking movie. I fell asleep. I woke up at the end. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, you should go out and see it. Uh, but spoilers, there's... Um, but not too late. Yeah, don't start, don't start <laughs> yeah. it. Because like, it's like three and a half hours fucking longer. So, um, like, there's a sequence at the end where the uh, people that were involved in the... Uh, the Manson um, family. 
Yeah, the Manson family, they, they turn out, it's not Karen Tate, was it? Uh, fucking Sharon, uh, Sharon, Sharon Tate. Tate. Sharon Tate. The people that murdered Sharon Tate, the ending for the movie uh, was <laughs> changed uh, for Tarantino's Fuck way, them. where they turn up and Brad Pitt is there. He has smoked an acid-laced cigarette. The music was absolutely phenomenal. The camera work was fucking phenomenal. His acting was fucking phenomenal. And I, I was, like I said, I, I'm half awake. I'm seeing this happening. And I've had a few beers. And it just... You're in the same state as an acid laced cigarette. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 mate. Seriously. I get it. I get it. When I fell asleep, he had he had bought it. But the other thing still asleep. I get it. I get it. When I fell asleep, he had he had bought it. But there's that section where he goes to Italy and comes back. So when I woke up, like he had it, and I was like, what the fuck? But it was then travels like John Wick. I sat there and I'm watching him and I'm thinking to myself. Okay, I might be wrong, and normally I am. I'll hopefully I'll happily hold my hands up and say I'm wrong. I personally believed at that point that for me personally, Brad Pitt was just up in the at least the top three greatest actors of all time that if I was ever gonna name them. You know, there are many actors over the years that you could watch you know, I'll probably and, put them on my Mount Rushmore. And I, I'll go back to like, well, I'll go back to some of the, the you know, back, back in the day where you have your James, your James Stewart's, your James Cagney, your fucking Gregory Pecks, your fucking Kirk Douglas, your Burt Lancasters, you know, going all the way up, all of a sudden, boom. He, he's, like a, he's like a generational there. version of like if someone built a movie star in a lab, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and, totally. and, and so like, him, Clooney, fucking, you know. And it was it was coming up to a point where, like we like we said, we were talking about themes for the podcast, and I thought, well, you know, we'd re- we should really, Last we, comment, guys, we really <laughs> should get like an actor that we can discuss. And so Brad Pitt was like right on top of my list. Mm. You know, Kurt Russell's way too easy. Bruce Campbell's way too easy. It's been easy. 90 minutes of you yelling Kurt motherfucking <laughs> yeah, Russell at the top of your lungs. Exactly. <laughs> so it takes something like Brad Pitt and what was really outstanding um, was just actually going back and looking at his career. Now, the guy, obviously, William Bradley Pitt, as he is known. His bad um, name. I, ma- I made notes, so you can't see it. I mean, the people that are watching us live can see it, but I- I've just shown my notes. Um, where'd, you, where'd you get all that information from? <laughs> Wikipedia, I got oh, my phone, yeah, I check my shit, man. <laughs> William Bradley <laughs> Pitt, born December 18th, 1963, in so Shawnee, useful. Oklahoma. <laughs> You know, he's been working since 1987 um, up to present day. He has a brother, Douglas, if you didn't know. Got that from Wikipedia. Doug Pitt. Douglas, Doug, Doug Pitt. Pitt. Doug Pitt. Shut oh, shit. Oh, shit. Doug Mate, Pitt. okay. I'm telling you now, Wikipedia <laughs> has been updated by someone having a laugh. Some of your shit may be off. Do you know he has won in his time? How many awards do you think he has won in his time? Like, 37. Take a guess. <laughs> 37 is pretty good, Andy? 38. 53 awards. Oh, well, I'm closer. Right? Now, he has got... I price-righted you. He's got two Oscar <laughs> wins underneath his belt. Can you tell me what he got his Oscars for? Because this was really surprising for me when I looked into it. I, one of them I knew. As in, like, what what movie? Or, like, as in Best Actor? Best Supporting uh, Actor? Is that what you're asking? Well, yeah, like, well, okay, so give you the first one. The first one he got for Best Supporting Actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Did he, he get win? the other one for 12 Years a Slave? Yes, he yeah. did. And I did not know that. He was actually he was actually working behind the scenes in 12 Years a Slave. And he stars in the film. Mm. So he so the movie won an Oscar for Best Picture, which obviously he was involved yeah, in, yeah, which yeah, yeah. goes onto his belt. You know, he's got two BAFTAs underneath his belt. He's got two Golden Globes. He's got a hell of a lot of other, like, lesser-known awards. But that's when I was researching it. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Because I remember 
I remember when I was younger um, and I was making my way to school one day and like, and he had just, we'll, we'll look at obviously the films that he's, he's been doing, but he was, he, I think he'd just done seven. He'd definitely done an uh, interview with Vampire. So he'd come out and was really well yeah. known, good looking, you know, great actor. Oh, did you say he was, he, he was pretty his, boy when he yeah, was, yeah, he was yeah, on yeah, his yeah. way to doing, he, he was on his out. way to, uh, to, or just done seven. I think he was on his way to doing Fight Club. Um, so yeah, not, twelve 95. monkeys. You know, he's been uh, sleepers, devil's own. Like, God, sleepers. I remember is good. seeing. I, about sleepers. I remember seeing uh, seven years in Tibet was supposed to be coming out, and the joke was like, "Fucking hell, how long is this movie going to be? Seven years." You know, that was a whole big thing. And I'd go into a little corner shop before going to school and spend your tuck shop money or whatever um, on on sweets before you get to school. That's right, and kids. I, we're old. And I kept seeing this DVD on the shelf. Yeah, with Brad Pitt's face slapped right on it. You know, his first starring role um the movie um uh, fucking uh dark side of the sun which was his first major lead role in 1988 and the movie wouldn't be released until 10 years later where they're trying to cash in on obviously his success well a lot of the film footage i think was lost as well so it was kind of edited together with what they had with what they had it still happens though doesn't it because of um sort of like, on your point it, mm. it happened with they had with what they had it still happens though doesn't it because of um sort of like, on your point it, mm. it happened with uh fucking chris hemsworth with cabin in the woods right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. when they like because they were like, oh my god thor's in it like you weren't fucking thor when is it yeah, just, yeah you just haven't released before, it yet like, just haven't released yeah. it. don't expect him to be fucking thor size like yeah. and um yeah so like he started um work um in uh, at the age of 23 you know he had some roles in uh 21 jump street um just in background and like i said he he'd had a couple of roles up to that point but 1988 was his first major lead role now i said to the guys obviously if you get the chance for the podcast it'd be great to watch a film so that we can have a dynamic of like what you would have seen at that time in his career so i actually purposely went out of my way to watch dark side of the sun mm. you know um low budget made in yugoslavia like oh, wow yeah like he 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 must have been paid like one thousand five hundred odd dollars or what it worked out to for the scale role. probably and honestly mate like he he plays a guy whose um skin can be um really badly affected by bright light so he has to spend his whole entire life covered from head to toe so immediately i'm watching this film and i never knew this like wikipedia didn't have it in details nobody ever talked about it because nobody ever really watches it he comes up in the movie right at the beginning in a fucking gimp suit head to toe mask like you cannot see you you know it's Brad Pitt because you can hear his voice but what got me with this movie and like I said it's something that struck with me when looking over the back uh, back of his career is that even then he had the confidence of his career is that even then he had the confidence to pull off this character yeah. he was pulling off this character and so then when I look at things like, like I said 12 monkeys with a director dumb enough to cast the best looking man who's ever lived and cover him from head to toe <laughs> right in a oh, right. yeah. fuck Mate, there was this great <laughs> shot as well where he goes and eats tea he goes and eats his lunch with his dad and they have to close all the shutters in the window because they're in Yugoslavia so it's always fucking bright and all that kind of they shut and the dad is sat on one side of the table with a light on him so you can see his face mm. on the other side is Brad Pitt but it is just black silhouette you cannot see him at all and i'm like mm. fuck me you would never do that nowadays with filmmaking 
you would never just have a cat actor just completely yeah. blacked out. He was good in so. Pulp Fiction as well when they brought him out of that fucking suitcase. <laughs> 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 fucking Bruce Willis fucking punched him in yeah. the face. He yeah. got all, got but, all tired uh, of <laughs> Even though, I mean, that was his first starring role in that one. But his first it lead role. His first, first lead, lead role, role, sorry. His first lead role, yeah. I wouldn't say, well, I mean, he, he stars, he leads. Um, but yeah, it didn't come out until many years later. Yeah, many, yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, Brad Pitt himself has said that the film that he considers his first sort of breakout role mm. was Thelma and Louise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, because he had, you know, seasoned actresses. Yeah. He had Ridley Scott. Yes. So he was he was out of his element. He literally was just like, Dude, you know... I'd- that, that fucking scene where he's got the hairdryer and he's doing his act of when he holds a place up. I remember yeah, yeah. watching that. I was kidding. like, this is fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it, 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 it just went to show how much server, charisma right? he has already, and so that was when people started to go, Who, who's that? Who's yeah. that? Because not only does he have the Such charisma to hold the screen, you're like, he's, he's, he's pretty. And he's this, fucking he's with really that guy, he's pretty. like, I like your wife. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> going, like just, just going from, say, 1990 to fucking 2000 alone... Those yeah. films, like we said, we're, we're kind of looking at a little list if now. If you look at the list, he took so many chances. Uh, massively. Right? Like, he, he went all over the show. But at the same time, when you look at his roles and who he's going up against, and yet n- not only does he not put them into a shadow, but he's able to go a- up against them. Like, like we said, Interview with a Vampire. Now, Tom Cruise was fucking on point. By that point, when he yeah, was, Tom, uh, Tom when he was assigned as Lestat, yeah. But nobody really knew who Brad Pitt was. But he's been put face well, forward, this, yeah. And it's his to be story. fair. Tom Cruise was still on the rise at that point yeah. too. Like, you know, the, uh, but he uh, was doing the, the heart, heartthrob thing, right? I mean, he'd done he'd done Top Gun. He'd done like you know Legends yeah. of the Fall and yeah. But uh, like he, I mean he, yeah. So I, I think they were both on the rise there. Maybe yeah, maybe Cruise more so at I the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, like obviously Ian suggested that we all watch a, a Brad Pitt movie. Um, I, I rewatched Interview with a Vampire. No, nice, uh, again, that was nice. that was my pick because uh, it, it's not just my favorite Brad Pitt movie. It's my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Uh, Antonio Banderas is bloody fantastic yes, in it. Yes, and um, I forgot her name for a second. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst as well. I think it's her her best role ever as well. Yeah, uh, I, I absolutely uh, adore that film. And and that's what I'm saying. I know we made this joke before about stinkers you know and like I said I'll, I'll get on to World War Z at some point but he's <laughs> still good in it Mr. and Mrs. Smith is not as good as say The Devil's Own or Meet Joe Black or Seven Years to Pen it's a fun movie he's still good in it that's what I'm saying he I, he has not made I don't tell me if I'm wrong but he has not made a movie where you go that's his absolute worst movie that he's performing absolutely terribly I, I, I don't in. ever see him turn in a bad performance, I will be honest in what I've That's I it, isn't I, it? I, I I've made, not watched every single one of his movies. I, but I, I, I wouldn't you know. say Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he put in a bad performance, but I detested everything about that movie. Yeah, Which yeah, movie? Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Smith. Because I didn't realise this, but when that film came out, I already... You were like the, Team the, Jennifer? Is that why? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, like the two of them were already, already like the media frenzy around yeah, the, the two of them frenzy, yeah. was was atrocious. Like it was, it was like Benefer the, the media. The media was more interested in them two outside of the movie than the movie, but they just used their new Hollywood you know, yeah. romance to push that film. And yeah, it was yeah. like, these two have just got together and now the two of them are co-starring in this movie where there are these hitmen agents and the action scenes were ludicrous their performances were so 
phony. It just felt like this is a vanity project that you know oh, we no, don't no, need no, to no, really no, act. No, We're no, just gonna no. just mess around I'm and, and make I, millions I'm so that we can go on our honeymoon. Actually, not too long ago, me and Donna rewatched it because we, yeah, were, yeah. you know, you're doing. Like I haven't watched it since it came out. But I hated it. I'm loving this rant he's doing because that's exactly how I feel towards World War Z. You know, World War Z was fucking thrown oh, together. Why isn't and this was, good? And, it's, and, and, and like with Meg and stuff, that it's like nobody even bothered Shut to up, read Meg. the book. But reading in the background of all the press stuff, I read notes that Brad Pitt was actually trying to push more for as close to the book as they could. But the, so you try to slow the zombies down. Yeah, but the, but, <laughs> the, but the studio is like, no, 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 we can't do that. We we need we need this because this is what people are enjoying. And so the filming did stop at one point. It stopped because, at lots of points. Yeah, because yeah. Brad Pitt was like, I'm done, I'm done. But they needed yeah. to finish. Now one of the movies oh, I do want to bring up because at the same time, like I it was like I said, it was one of those pinnacle points. I never really noticed him. And then I thought, hang on, there's something fucking going on here. This guy is really fucking good. Like I said, we'd, we'd done with Interview of Vampire. He fucking stole the show in that. He stole the show in Seven. He stole the show in fucking Fight Club. And then, boom, Snatch drops. And I could not believe that even he could come along into a Guy Ritchie gangster-based movie and steal the fucking entire show yeah, as Mickey. Like, this is when Guy Ritchie movies were still good. Yeah. And they were at their <laughs> fucking peak. And, yeah, agreed. And he was just so fun because he... Somehow he somehow he just it's peak guy Richie here. Yeah. Oh, that role, so good. He, he he was able to stand so up against good. Jason Statham and the rest of them, and it's it was a, like the rest of them all took something from him because he's a big Hollywood star. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, guys, we're all on the same level, basically. But, I mean, I think it was like after Twelve Monkeys that was the film where I'm just like, this is not Brad Pitt. Like, this is a this this is a this is a character like a transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then when you see him uh, as Pikey Mike in, in Snatch, I'm just like again like that's Brad Pitt. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the accent, the mannerisms. Like, well, you know, obviously he does a little bit of method stuff. He goes to practice and learn yeah, so he yeah, can yeah. replicate it. Yeah. And he's just seamlessly in there. And like you said, yeah, he does steal the show. Like you've got Bricktop in there. Yeah, like absolutely iconic. Like the way he delivers his lines. But again. Yeah, Brad Pitt is the is the centerpiece for it. Just so, yeah, so different. But uh, again, like I was just you know been watching Brad Pitt interviews, and uh, he said like uh, you know after the Thelma and Louise thing, he said for him the next major sort of milestone in his career was meeting. Um, uh, David Fincher oh, yeah. Yeah. and yes. all of the Fincher films that he's done with yeah. him yeah. Uh, especially Fight Club now I, I like I posed a question to you guys in the audience in the chat in the comment section as well mm. like what do you think is the most iconic Brad Pitt role and I, I think it's Tyler Durden Dude, like I, even today that's the film that I watched Really, yeah, you, you chose you Fight Club. Fight Club. No, dude, yeah. Fight Club's my favorite movie of all time. Oh fucking yeah. hey, dude! It's amazing. <laughs> like, when he was like, you were like, you, we were having a conversation, and yeah. we, you were like, no, I mean, you can watch whatever you can watch. I was like, dude, I'm gonna watch Fight Club. Just go and watch Fight Club. I'm gonna watch Fight Club. I think you're not gonna I, watch I Legends watch of the Fall. Is that I'm watching Fight Club? I was like, dude, and, and not because of any other reason, just because, dude, that's like my favorite movie <laughs> of all time. It is phenomenal. There's the um, without jumping across your thing, but yeah, it's yeah. like uh, Fight, Fight Club for me. I remember watching that. I remember renting that movie from a video store. Look, <laughs> yeah, Google that kid. Um, to watch and having that was I think my first real experience that I can remember of a movie that I watched and went like was just just enamoured with it mm -hmm. was just dazzled by the fucking twist obviously spoilers um, but then re-watched it nine 
fucking times got fined by the video store for having to bring it back like two days later. I was like, that's fine, I'll pay the extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't stop re-watching it to see all the clues yeah, yeah. that tell you... I mean, now you can a go online and you can watch a video cut. that tells you like... here. Well, no, it's like, here's here's like 10, 10 things in Fight Club we should have seen and it will be like, you know, when... when when he calls him back on the phone, yeah, and the 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 scene just right or the shot, sorry, just before it is when the narrator is, you know, Edward Norton is looking at the phone when Brad Pitt's ringing him back. He oh, Star sixty nine, you do it, dude. But it says no incoming calls allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a clue, you know, it's yeah, like the whole yeah. is yin and yang table, like all these little things. So the it was the first cut. time. Oh my god, there's a million Starbucks all that you know commentary on consumerism. But it was the first movie that I rewatched at nauseum. Just because to see I was all like, the layers. Why am I so Every stupid? Time. It was yeah. clear, like yeah. you know that that kind it's of so thing. It's so layered. That's, yeah. all, that's what yeah makes rewatches so. Not good. to mention that I'm watching it going like, dude, I should do a sit up. Fuck yeah. it. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> was that because it was Tyler like, Durden looked like, so ho- good. Yeah. It was one of the first like Hollywood bodies I remember. Yeah. I remember yeah. that was you know like but now he like, every time the image. No, but every time like a Wolverine movie comes out, it's always like that. Yeah, that's another thing. Like Brad Pitt has been in such the public eye throughout. Most of his my marriages, life. his films, yeah, his, his marriages, his films, his performances, you know, and uh, like we had a little thing on the Discord a couple of days ago where somebody was just like, "Man, I'm really hoping that nothing bad comes out about him." And I'm like, "Well, if it, if he, if he was going to have done something, it, we'd have found out about it now." Hmm. But the fact that for such such a long time, you know, I was like, "Man, he's too good looking. He's <laughs> fucking pissing me off." And it's being shoved down my throat. Interview of Vampire, fucking Fight Club, the way he looks, the way he dresses, and then I watch him in another performance. Like, like I made a list of movies I want to bring up, but one performance I bring up, and this is a big shout out to Nella, um, because I asked him what his favorite movie was a little while ago, um, and he said Moneyball, and I'd never seen it, and I so it. I was just like, you know what? I've got it there on Netflix. I'm gonna sit down. He, I, if I watch it, me and Nella can talk about it. I'll see what it's like. Sat down, watched it, absolutely fucking blown away. Yeah. You know, because there's no action, there's no massive, huge gunfighting. It's all about baseball. It's a different dialogue. It's, yeah. it, it's dialogue. ideas and, it's dialogue. Pr- and putting and, it into practice and, and, and seeing it. Yeah, and weirdly enough, it's Brad Pitt. And I'm not seeing Brad Pitt, the good looking guy. I'm actually seeing the older, more mature guy who's been through some shit dealing with his family. There's a sequence where he's driving in his car and his daughter has given him a CD where she sings a song and the song just goes over the whole thing. I fucking blubbered. Aww. I didn't mean to, <laughs> but the way that the emotion of the film yeah. built up where she's talking to him like, look, we know you're really good at your job and this like that and you know you're up yeah. and you've been backing him and him backing the team and stuff like that. So then the song played, it was like, that's love. This actress is playing this daughter who loves her father being played by Brad Pitt. The fact that it's all based on real people as well. Yeah, true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is oh so fucking great. I I would also say, just to carry on with that, that uh, as a recommendation, because I I imagine Moneyball is one of those films that not many people would watch. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, like Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, uh, both fantastic in it. The story's really good. It's a true story, and it's absolutely uh, worth a watch. And it's one of those that most people would be like, I'm really interested Uh, in that. Yeah, it's Brad Pitt. Put it on for five minutes you'll watch it to the end I promise yeah I mean, I made a, a list of... I was going to make a top five list, and then I was like, no, I'm going to make ten, and I tried to not pick too many of my own favourites and just go with kind of randoms off his list so that we could okay. discuss them. Now, obviously, we've already discussed how fucking good Fight Club is. I don't think we need to go over it again. We, we, it's one of the ones we actually <laughs> reviewed. Yeah. Oh, stop this podcast how, and watch Fight Club right good. now. I've already got Snatch on here. Snatch is really, really fucking good. Moneyball's fucking really, really good. Interview of a Vampire. I mean, him his and His name Tom was Robert. Robert Paulson. <laughs> Robert Paulson. <laughs> what, what? 
And now <laughs> I've got a shout out because Linda wanted me to put on the list his performance in The Lost City. Oh, the one with Channing Tatum. With Channing Tatum yeah, yeah, and oh, we Bullock. watched that recently. That was fun. He, he I've not seen it yet. It's now, fun. It's, it's dumb fun. Yeah, it's, it's dumb fun. Channing yeah. Tatum and Sandra Bullock. Like, it's kind of like Romance in the Stone, where she's like a novelist or something. Do you know what, dude? And he's I, the we, character. We watched it, and then I, I sat with Jen. I was like, you need to watch it. And we watched Romance or Julia Lenar. Yeah, 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 we yeah. watched one of them. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brad yeah. Pitt turns up in a movie and he's actually the action star. You know, he can do all of the adventurous stuff. And Linda said, look, you know, he's just absolutely... He steals the show when he turns up. The two of them have been corny <laughs> goofiness up to that Parkour point. is the whole jungle. Just, yeah, and, funny as fuck. And because of that, that that's what... I, when she wrote, said about The Lost Sea, I thought, man, what other good comedies has he done? I fucking love Megamind. He's a voice in that way. <laughs> I yeah. love you, random <laughs> citizens. <laughs> Brilliant. And, it may, and that put me on a tangent of... I was going to say, for comedy, I was going to mention uh, the Coen Brothers one, Burn After Reading. I've got that on my list yeah. as well. I've got that's that another, on DVD. Like, I fucking... Such a... Because he, he's the most... Stupid. Like, most stupid, but yeah, most like normal person <laughs> yeah. like, of all of his movies. I'm like, and he's like a, yeah. someone you would have in the office. And then the, when that thing that happens like to him, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they just did that to Brad Pitt. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I fucking love that. I loved them in Megamind. Yeah. And it, it then when I was writing Megamind, it then dawned on me like, so we're looking at 94, 95, 96, 97, right? Those, those four years alone, we had Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah. And yet, Brad Pitt has never taken up a superhero role with all of the movies that have been going on throughout his whole career. That's a Batman movie. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's Batman, he's Robin. I think it's re- oh, seriously, dude. No, the whole film under a new light. More like Brad Pitt's fucking, you know, fucking uh, rookie uh, Gordon coming up through the ranks dealing with... Still fucking- Batman movie, isn't it? Where are you? But what, what I mean is, like, they went with Val Kilmer. Why didn't they go with Brad Pitt? They went with George Clooney. Why didn't they go with... Probably Brad an Pitt? age thing at that point, wasn't it, surely? I don't know, because he's... Uh, like, George Clooney, I think, is older. <laughs> George Clooney is <coughs> older Yeah, no, Brad that's Pitt. what I'm saying. I think Brad Pitt would be too young at that But Brad point, Pitt... Maybe. But no, weirdly, I think enough, just... weirdly enough, it's not until, like, mm. Ocean's Eleven, when the two of them would work together. I mean, that was romance-tastic. Totally. Loved now, it. And, yeah, you look at, like, like I said, you look at Batman and Robin, and you're thinking, the film was utter shit. Did they approach him, and he just went, No. Because he, is, he didn't want to be attached to those type of things. Yeah, Brad Pitt has explained that he's been quite selective and lucky with mm. the project. Because he, he sees the project, he has tons of scripts come to him, and he's selective with who he wants to work with yeah. and what story he wants to try to interpret or tell. So, sure, Can you imagine that? Because it's Brad Pitt. He, when you say, like, he has a lot of scripts come to him, like, I assume he has all the scripts. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, get this to Brad Pitt. Get this to Brad Pitt. Can he just, yeah, like, and it, who wouldn't, if someone was like, Brad Pitt wants to be in your movie, I'm like, dude, I will kick my mother in the face <laughs> to put Brad Pitt in my movie. I mean, like, you know, he wouldn't. Like, just sorry to conclude yeah, 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 what I was saying yeah. there. What, what uh, surprised me was when uh, putting this segment of the podcast together as well, like, I just wanted to list all of his movies. Yeah. And uh, the thing that I realized is, like, like some actors, you you see them all the time. They've got two or three movies out a year mm. uh, or more. Yeah. Um, but Brad Brad Pitt literally only has like one film this year, two films this year, no films that that year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it just looks like he's been very selective. Uh, but then when you see all of his films together, you're like, there's 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 no bad ones. That's like it. they're all interesting no. projects, or they're all very good films. See, one movie that came out that I was so very surprised not only did that he was in it and not only that it was great and that I really fucking enjoyed it and it's so unique 
curious case of Benjamin Button. Yeah, again, Fincher, David Fincher. Yeah. How? Yeah. How the fuck does somebody, yeah, somebody work come to him and say, like, you're going to de-age, so by the end of the movie, you'll be a baby. And yeah. Brad Pitt goes, okay. But like I said, by watching all of these films, the confidence he brings to his role... You don't know what this means, but we're going to Voldemort you. You know, <laughs> but, like, has there ever been... Um, has there ever been a segment like in the news where you've heard that Brad Pitt has gone angry, walked off set, you know, stormed off, done a Tom Cruise, done a Christian Bale, you know, where he's you know where what, where it's gotten too much is my for my favourite that I have heard. This isn't quite that, right? But there is that famous story about uh, because of the Harvey Weinstein shit that came out. Yeah. Oh, when when he, yeah, he made it like obviously when they were together and he made like an advance towards her and he was literally like, I'm gonna smash your teeth down your yeah, throat. And I was like, Wow, I didn't think I could love you more. Yeah, yeah. here we go. <laughs> I mean, like, like I said, like I I asked Linda for for three major movies to talk about, and like I said, she she the first one she said was Benjamin Button, which I was just yeah, so great, like how he establishes not only the character but the 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 life that this character is going through like i said harkens back to dark side of the sun of well mm. he's able just to emote to you through his eyes and his face about what his character's going through it's hard there's only certain actors that are good at playing characters with conditions yeah right yeah you know what i mean and then, and really enough the second one is she brought up meet joe black you know you like if you've not seen the movie, that son that, when he bounces off his cars at the start, it's so great. <laughs> that, that film and that show Holy shit. has has forever. It, it, that that's it's the setup. That camera angle. But whenever you see that shot in yeah, film, yeah. Samuel like, L. Jackson's about to get eaten by a shark. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. shot. It's like the camera's usually like mid to close, but the moment yeah. the camera goes across the street, you're like, no, you're fucked. You're getting hit by that car. Which way is it coming? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, and so that, 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 yeah, it's man. that shot. I love, and, and once again, once again, weirdly enough, like it was, I think it's Legends of the Fall. It's him and Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, the second time they were together. So, yeah, so yeah. then again, when you come in to meet Joe Black, it's Anthony Hopkins and, and Brad Pitt. And how the fuck does he manage to go par toe to toe with fucking Hannibal Lecter? You know, how is it, what is it that he brings when he sits down with the actors before they turn the camera on? Does he get friendly with them and things like that? So they're comfortable with each other? Charismatic as fuck. Exactly. Actually, is a good tangent to go into what I wanted to talk about with uh, Interview with a Vampire. Mm -hmm. Was that, because uh, obviously I watched the film, I didn't really know much behind the scenes on it. So I was like, I just want to, to just dig into it, find out uh, you know what the what it was like yeah. uh, to you know to be in that film and be the rising stars at the time, and of course Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise have never been in a movie together no. since. Yeah, and I found out why. Okay, uh, that Brad Pitt had a a really hard time um, making any kind of human connection with Tom Cruise. Yeah, said that it was uh, he said it was professional, but he couldn't get a rapport with him. Hmm. Uh, he couldn't, you know, get anything. He had like, to wait to meet Clooney to get his bromance. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but no, according to Antonio Banderas, like him and Brad Pitt got on really well. And yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they talked about like the Hollywood system and about how the vampires that they're playing are kind of like the actors that they are in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> and so they kind of got on that way. But yeah, he had. Uh, Brad Pitt had a meltdown making Interview with the Vampire, and um, uh, he he didn't like the fact that. His, he, the when he signed on to make the film, the yeah. script that he was given, he loved. Two weeks before the cameras rolled, he was given the script they were going to shoot, and he was like, "Where's this scene gone? 
Where's my dialogue gone? How come Tom Cruise has all these lines, has all these scenes, and my character mm. just sits there and mopes and does this and so narrates and narrates and so his character was just he was just like everyone else is doing stuff in this film except me yeah and uh, and that started away on him plus didn't like the contact lenses he didn't like the fact that for five or six months of shooting it he didn't see daylight once yeah uh, so it was affecting his mood it was yeah. affecting his personality and enough was enough and he quit the project wow. and he called up his producer and went I need to leave this film I cannot finish it what do we do and the producer went, well, you pay the studio $40 million. Mm. <laughs> and so we went, oh. I'll finish the film. I guess I'm finishing the like, film then. And he's like, this is 1994 Brad Pitt, <laughs> not <laughs> 2004 Brad Pitt. Right. <laughs> Who would have just went, yeah, there's the money. On I don't have yeah. that money. <laughs> yeah. but, but that's the beautiful thing as well, because in fairness, like I know Tom Cruise is in Interview of Vampire, but I've always considered it a Brad Pitt movie. I, because I'll, he's I'll, I'll in say, 70% of it. He is. It's so it, weird. It, though, it, have it's, you read the books? No. And I, but I know Lestat I'm going to piss a load of people I, I off they're Lestat not good I know is like the but, main um, guy but that, that's Louis what I'm saying it's it. weird that like no uh, uh, Tom Cruise steals I, I, I it think, I, Lestat wait, 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 is no, the no, movie no, no, I agree but I think you think that because Brad Pitt narrates it and I think that is the compromise yeah, but it's where it's Louis, like we're going to cut Louis. a load of your shit we're gonna, but we're going to let you tell the story well, that's it that's what I like so it is I technically Louis' story it is and he's your journey I point love, of view for the I film but it's really story yeah. but I also yeah. love it once he gets taken out of the film and it's now this the journey, journey to of, yeah. of, off to eat alligators yeah well the journey of, of Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunst and them trying to build up their family you have the whole incident with Antonio Banderas you know them being killed off I don't need Lestat you know the fact that when, when the sequel came out everyone was like yay Lestat's back I was like oh fuck off I don't care. Oh, I want Queen more movie. Yeah, yeah I, I oh. want more movie. Now, what? See, one of the one of the one of the movies that I was. So I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I just want to conclude by uh, by saying I think everybody outshines Brad Pitt in Interview with the Vampire. Everybody outshines him. Right. But it's because you know he is so melancholy and so dour and so miserable and so oh I wanna I don't wanna kill people but it's my instincts now I have to kill people yeah, oh. yeah. And whereas Lestat's just relishing in it and having fun with it and dancing with corpses like you know it's so larger than life it's weird but though the stuff that they <clears throat> cut from the book for Lestat true of, like, human, like the stuff with his dad especially yeah read the books like he spends so much time nursing his dying father in the books and stuff and aye but, that fit uh, in with Louis in the film I suppose but <laughs> But I, I think it's uh, Brad Pitt's um, humanity that keeps shining through. Like, <clears throat> it, yeah. it, it, it's, you know, the, the longing in his eyes for humanity and life that he, he wants to cherish but has to accept his nature. And the the way that he is so subdued and so, you know, he is your POV character for yeah, the yeah, audience yeah, watching yeah. it. He is literally the glue that holds all the crazy together yeah. uh, so succinctly that like you you're you might not even be aware of how good he is because he is being outshined mm. but he's enabling them to do so because yeah. he keeps it grounded so well yeah uh, so I, I really think it all works because of brad pitt even though like fucking tom cruise is like in my opinion one of the best vampires in cinema mm -hmm. um and it, it's a travesty that obviously like he wouldn't come back for queen of the damned <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, but it's such a shame. One film, one film. I was really surprised. Uh, like when it first came out, I didn't want to watch it because, like, I didn't know at that point I was such a fanboy of fucking Brad Pitt. Um, but after I watched it, I saw the problems that were in it, 
but I couldn't help but keep going back and watching it. And the movie is Troy from uh, 2004. Yeah. You know, I, I was know... Was it Oliver Stone that directed that one? Uh, possibly. I, 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 thought it was, I thought it was Scott. It's not Scott, is it? It's not Ridley Scott. It's, it's not Ridley Scott. Um, oh, fuck. I can read. Of course you have. Film directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Oh, Wolfgang Peterson. Oh, okay. by David Benioff. Now, now I know it's got some problems, and I know there's uh, some historical accuracies all over the place. But once <laughs> again, the of the statement. <laughs> once again, Mr. Adonis condensed it down to a fucking Mr. week. <laughs> Mr. Brad Pitt is playing Achilles. Achilles. Yeah. You oh, know, one of the most invincible fucking heroes of Greek mythology and all that kind of stuff. We're seeing the 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 siege of Troy, you know, and mate, rattle that cast off. Oh, random yeah, fucking Gleason. Yeah, I was going to say, it was um, Legolas, uh, what's he called? Uh, 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 Orlando Bloom, Eric Banner, Eric Banner, um, who plays as Agamemnon again? Fucking um, uh, Brian Cox. Yeah, um, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt Eric Banner, Orlando Bloom, Diane Kruger, Brian Cox, Sean Bean, Brendan Gleeson, Ro- uh, Peter O'Toole, yeah. Garrett Peter O'Toole, thank you. Plays a fucking Troy. And you look, once again... You're like, just watching it, you're like, money was spent. Once again, you're thinking, because I think it's also... I'm trying to find him. I'm pretty sure he's on the list. Nathan Jones. Um, yeah, Nathan Jones. In there. <laughs> but the um, oh, that, that's right. We already said Brian Cox. You know, Brian Cox is so fucking good, and yet Brad Pitt brings along this cocky kind of um, you know egotistical character, which for a long time I used to think was him in real life because I'd seen people like Tom Cruise and fucking all these other um, if actors. I looked like Brad Pitt I'd be a prick <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> he is a walking prick so yes. many women just go Brad Pitt man but he, he had also, so many affairs with so many women <laughs> he's also brings something to that character that makes it so much more realistic like like he has that fight sequence with Nathan Jones and it's build up build up build up to it's the guy's dead I'm oh, like, it's a great shot yeah, like, that, that, that fight great. with Eric Banner Eric Banner yeah. at the front yeah. Oh, it's God, brutal. It's so You're so rude. Brutal. Eric Drags, Banner, but... it puts him on the back of his fucking wow. truck and just and, fucks him and off. And then like, when you know. get to the end and he's actually, you know, he's actually changing his mind. Men. He's, he's, cha- yeah. he's changing <laughs> his mind about what they're doing might not actually be the right thing. And then Orlando Bloom fucking nails him in the ankle with the arrow. And you're fucking screaming like, no, you've hated him for three quarters oh, of the fucking from. movie. <laughs> and then he get and then he gets killed off and you're like, oh, fuck, this is, this is it's so good. Like I said, Troy, I thought was so good. I really need to see it. I wanted to go see him um, fucking killing them softly. I've not seen that. No, no it's it. the Hitman movie. But mm. once again, like I said, I've been watching quite a bit of Brad Pitt at the moment, and I'm like, this guy can't do no wrong. Inglorious Bastards. It's love so fucking yeah. good. I can love good. that movie. Um, but, but also, that is absolutely one of his top few characters that he's played. Yeah, and, and, and weirdly enough, he doesn't do half of the gory shit that happens actually in the movie. Like, you know, like the baseball sequence, that's not him, that's Eli Roth. What, the fucking yeah. bar sequence is fucking Michael Dude, Fassbender. Fucking... Um, What's his name? Uh, steals it, doesn't he? Oh, fucking Christoph Waltz. Thank you, Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Steals Waltz that movie. Steals That's his movie. movie. True. Um, you know, for a pure dialogue film. Although I will give Fastbender the credit for that. That bar scene. That is, bar scene was amazing. Is yeah. Fucking it's an hour sex long for the scene. Ears. Yes. Like it's just incredible. I mean, but, I, dude, that that speech that he gives. You know, yeah. where he's like, you know. I, I want, want eight my, men and fucking you know we're gonna take on this I many I want my scouts like that but then that board. that interaction he has with Christoph Waltz at the end where he talks about like how he sold off all of his you know other sort of like officers and stuff to gain freedom and he's oh, yeah. like 
you know, are you going to take that uniform off? And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we like to identify our Nazis. And he starts cutting the swastika into his head. And then he's looking down the chamber and he's like, I think this might be my masterpiece. And I'm like, oh my God. Tarantino was like, yeah. That's such a great line. It was brilliant. So I've got a couple of things. Obviously, I just want to actually ask to to you about obviously like we'll, we'll do this with actors and actresses again uh, with points but like impacting on you personally like do you actively go out of your way to watch Brad Pitt movies has that built up over time you know or do you do you see the title and then see him in it and no, go dude, oh I, I, would, I listen I mean I watched Bullet Train because I was like you know that I was like Brad the Pitt, only you know? Brad Pitt movie that I've chosen to watch because Brad Pitt's in it Almost all the other films I'd already heard word of mouth, or it was an adaptation of a good book, or it was he's working with, uh, you know, um, uh, Fincher, or yeah. he's working with Tarantino. So yeah. I'm like, I watch every Tarantino movie. I watch every David Fincher movie. Yeah, so yeah. the mm. fact that Brad Pitt keeps turning up with them, I'm like, so I, 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 I tend to watch those Brad Pitt films more because of the director. Yeah. Until recently, where, you know, Bullet Train being the first one now, where I'm like, you know, I like I, I like Brad Pitt. I've got to say, I'm like I like him in all the films I've yes. seen him in. Yeah, yeah. And Bullet Train was, you know, there was also a, 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 a I guess a, a, a small drought of films at the time that yeah, I wasn't yeah. interested in. Yeah. So I was like, I, I'll watch Bullet Train. Dude, it, it pleasantly like surprised by it. it's getting a sequel. But it's, it, it's as much as I really enjoyed him in it, I mean, that, uh, was it Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson? Stole, the movie. stole that movie. Yeah, he did. Like, oh, he there's did. no fucking yeah. messing about. Yeah, that was the which is going to do him well because it looks like Craven's going to suck. Doesn't but, look anything um, <laughs> like he did in Kickass anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but in terms of Brad Pitt having anything to do, you know, any meaning to me was uh, not not particularly. No. Um, of course, like when when Interview with the Vampire came out, I saw the reason why I still watched it was huge into Gothic literature and mm-hmm. art and vampires and that mythology and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, so uh, like like Louis and Lestat as portrayed in that film are mm. just iconic like it's for me it's one of the best vampire films ever made i can't wait for us to eventually uh, review it on the channel yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah, i I personally i personally can't wait to see the ridiculously obvious transition where brad pitt does the same career trajectory as clint eastwood and mm. potentially turns into like one of our most beloved directors, maybe. Well, he's you know? already producing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's got a long list of. He's do, producing do, 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 the Actors sit behind great directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch what they do. Then they start producing stuff and writing stuff, and then they just start directing stuff. And this is what you kind of you can kind of see it, you know. Well, he's, from, well, he's you know always I mean? worked, and like I said, he's been doing this since 1987. You know, he's been working as many much as much as he can learning his craft you know he's trying to force lines in a movie where they didn't want him to force mm. lines but I bet you if he put a line in it would have made that movie just a little bit better because Brad Pitt's in it you know a movie like Bullet Train I, I, here's, here's another question actually take any movie that Brad Pitt's done right off the top of your head think of it now take him out and put another actor in and tell me if the movie's going to just be as good well, I mean, where he's leading it. In view of Vampire, yeah. I don't think anybody would have been able to do his role as Louis up against Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even something like Moneyball. Like Jonah Hill's in that. Who could have gone up with Jonah Hill but kept kind of Jonah Hill in place? You know, him and Leonardo DiCaprio. No, because I think that Moneyball's kind of Jonah Hill's like... 
that was a big step up for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To be an yeah. actual actor about being a pretty, you know, he'd done super yeah. bad and all the, you know. And, like, it, and yeah. it comes across from when he's was sitting there next to Brad, Brad Pitt. It's like, oh my god, Brad Pitt's the big star. But it's like, and but it's like Brad mm. Pitt saying to Jonah, like, no, 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 we're just two guys. I need your information to throw at me. You need to deliver your lies. And so Jonah Hill hits all those notes. It's the same, like I said, with um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Him and Leonardo DiCaprio working against each other. I, I, I was thinking about it this week. The two of them have pretty much had a kind of similar career where they're both young, pretty boys. DiCaprio started a little bit later with Romeo and Juliet yeah. and Titanic. Yeah, but, he, but, he, but he was younger because he yeah. was in Critters 3, wasn't he? Yeah. So he yeah, was yeah. actually... W- uh, came later but working younger you know uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape you know the Basketball Diaries these are all massive huge roles and then all of a sudden like, you put them both in a film together yeah, and they just they work They yeah. like, you want to see more of those two in films together yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect um, Storm though isn't it as well like, yeah. you know when they come together as well it's about yeah. like you know they, they both came together at playing the right roles at the right age yeah and of you course know. under Tarantino as well so it just <laughs> yeah now, yeah. Do it better. <laughs> Fucking push him back out there, Lee. What roles would you say you would like to see him do in the future? Knowing all the stuff that he's done up to this point, is there a film or a role that you think actually I think that would be good? Like Gary and I were discussing it a couple of days ago. We'd like to actually see him as a proper villain. He doesn't do very many villain roles, if any. You know, yeah. he does uh, does roguish type characters yeah, very yeah. well, like Tyler Durden, like. I mean, he kind of is the villain of the film, but like you kind of, you know, in awe of him at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I see, I'd like to maybe see him as like a gang boss. Um, you know, he. You want to see him like ruthless? Um. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but not not too much. Like have like like maybe have a John Wick kind of thing where an assassin's been hired and they're being hired by Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt's like, "I'm going to kill your family and all that kind of shit." You know, I don't really know, I... make you hate him. That's that's my problem at the moment. I like him so much. <laughs> I need to hate him. You know, because I need that that balance, that comparison. I did. We've done it with Tom Cruise. You know, I I like Tom Cruise of all of his movies. Then all of a sudden he comes along with Collateral, and I'm like, oh, you're a dick. <laughs> I fucking like you being a dick. Yeah. yeah. I honestly I struggle to answer with like what type of film I'd like to see Brad Pitt in because I've never I never really thought about it. What I like is that he continues to surprise me with yeah. the roles that he's taken. Like, yeah. isn't he doing uh, the Formula One? Yes. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, racing one at the moment. So yeah, he keeps switching. I mean, he does mostly dramas, but, like, the settings are always quite unique. I guess there's one thing, one genre, I don't think I can name one. I mean, Benjamin Button's kind of, but he hasn't really done sci-fi. Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Sorry, Ad Astra. Yeah, take it back. Let's take it back. Okay, I want want (laughs) sci-fi fantasy. He hasn't really done. 12 Monkeys? Yeah, okay, so he has done. (laughs) Has he done everything yet? (laughs) I want to see him in Star Trek. Oh, he'd be great in Star Trek. Maybe Brad Pitt should do the the Inner Space remake and he should be Dennis Quaid. Fucking yes. Fucking yes. That'll work. I mean, Inner Space doesn't need remaking, but I'd take it. I would easily take Brad Pitt. If they said we're remaking this film, oh, I don't want to see a remake. It stars Brad Pitt. I'll take it. Okay, but who does he get injected into? Oh, um... Sam Rockwell. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's got to be a younger guy. Just play, True. Like, cover Martin Short, isn't it? Like, oh, okay. But Kevin Hart. <laughs> Jonah Hill. He gets injected into Jonah Hill. 
That'll work. <laughs> Jonah Hill puts up all these boundaries telling them that he can't do these certain things. Um, so I don't know how long we've been going for, but I mean, if it's if it's cool wrap-up time, I think I'll just wrap up because we've been chatting about Brad Pitt for so long. Um, I just... I'm really glad that obviously we were able to have this really nice discussion because, like I said, we're 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 in our 40s now. We've been watching films for practically 30 years, 40 years, you know. And I know that there's many actors out there that we could name and we could talk about for an hour and stuff like that. The fact that to start it with Brad Pitt, you know, remembering that back when I was a kid, he was this pretty boy fucking actor that I just wanted to keep punching my TV every time I saw him on because I was just. It's too I, I, pretty. It's too pretty. Why do everybody love? Why him? do you have to feel Why so fucking ugly all the time? Um, but then the funny thing is, as I've as I've watched him, as I've grown and I've matured and I've become a parent myself, you know, and I've seen him, he's not done anything majorly bad. You know, I can I can talk I can shit on World War Z as much as I want, but I can't shit on him. He's still kind of carrying that movie. The same thing with Mister and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, the movie might be dreck. But he's still kind of doing what he does. His charisma carries his character, carries the role in, so that even on your worst day, you can put a Brad Pitt movie on and go, you know what, that's kind of perked me up a little bit. It's made me, even like you said, with Louis. Louis is the most negative, downtrodden, fucking miserable bastard throughout that whole movie. Yeah, it makes you want to be a vampire. <laughs> makes you want to be a vampire still yeah. you really didn't yeah. pay attention to the message did you <laughs> no, no, I'm like, you didn't no. take on shit oh, from that movie like, well, this is awful no I mean he, he was more charismatic than fucking Kiefer I'd like, I was just Sleep like I'd let him party all night than Kiefer <laughs> um, but yeah no I, I'm so thankful that obviously everybody allowed me to rattle on about Brad Pitt and if you have not seen half of the movies on this list I, I implore you to go out there just take something off off the off the shelf. Ha! Ah, see what I did there, you know. Uh, and put it on, and I, I bet you won't be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Andy, you want anything to close on? No, I agree. Like I said, I, I I think he is one of those actors where it's like I couldn't really pull a bad performance out of the air on anything that I've seen him in, and he's, it, uh, and also for us, he's been kind of in my like movie going life he's mm. been pretty much constant because mm. a constant yeah you constant, know sort of yeah. like coming up through it and seeing him play the different character like he's in my favorite movie he's in. He absolutely goes on my Mount Rushmore of fucking sure. actors, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And he's yeah. not mired in controversy or anything no, else. Yeah, not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, please don't. Yeah, he seems to be like a guy who just enjoys his craft, and that's fucking yeah. all you can ask for. Like uh, a lot of the time, we talk about actors that are. Um, he, he never seems to sort of phone it in. He always seems, like you said, and a lot of it is to do with picking the stuff you want to do. Yeah, that's one thing I would say is like uh, the only one I can probably think of is the oceans. Where he's never been really tied to a franchise. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Oceans 11, yeah. 12, and that. Yeah. And, but obviously, you can see him and like Clooney and Matt Damon are all like, let's just fuck. Let's just have fun It's the boys hanging out. out yeah. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was classified as like the new Rat Pack, wasn't it? You sure. Know, that yeah, kind yeah. of classical yeah. acting. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I just think he's been really smart where he's never yeah. like gone into anything, you know, when like, I mean, Daniel Craig is like the perfect example of like, where he's like, I'm going to be Bond. And after what movie he was like, Fuck being Bond, and they're like, guess what? <laughs> You've You're going to do it three, four more <laughs> four fucking movies, times, bitch. Yeah. Um, and you could just tell that he just didn't enjoy doing it. You know, I've never, I've never seen that out of him. So yeah, he's absolutely one of the fucking top actors of all time. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Well, on that note, that will conclude the second part of the podcast. Yes. We're going to take a small break, but when we come back, we're going to watch Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> and interview about no one talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well said. <laughs> Thank you.
and welcome back to the third part of the podcast where we will be answering your questions. Yes! Alrighty, so let's quickly scan to the questions. Our first question is from Natalie Holbert. What up, Natalie? Natalie. Good evening. Hope you are well. I think I may have outdone myself uh, this time with the randomness of my question. This girl brings it every month. (laughs) You now have to live somewhere unpleasant for a while. You do. A whole whole month. (laughs) Do you pick... Uh, a month in the bog of eternal stench from Labyrinth, yeah. or a week in the shirt of a pocket of a sweaty giant. In all fairness, the giant is a stand-up guy. He just plays a little loose with his hygiene routine. He's also vegan and has no taste for long pig. So uh, what do you choose? I, I mean, at least it's not that fucking hostel I stayed in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, I would go with the bog of eternal stench. Same. Not that fucking hostel I stayed in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, I would go with the bog of eternal stench. Same. Because you you know that... You, Just, well, you won't... You, unless, you, unless you step into the bog... You'll smell forever. You'll smell forever. But while you're still on the land, you're fine. Do you know what's funny? The, the, I was going to say bog of eternal sense, but because I was just like, fuck living with a vegan. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Like, <laughs> if you're sat in the shirt pocket of a. I'll be like, me and you ain't going to get on. Like, yeah, it's just like, what is he feeding you? Do, do you go toilet in there? You know, like. <laughs> do you live in the pocket. Do you just, do you, yeah, does he not let you out every so often to do your business? She doesn't say that. She <laughs> you're like, but if you're in the bog of eternal stage, you're like, hey, where do I pee? Oh, that's right. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere, you know. Wherever I want. I mean, I'm taking the pocket of a giant because after a month it's over. Like, I just get, like, it's over, but. Like if I if I'm in that bog of eternal stench, I know I'm gonna have an accident. I'm gonna I'm gonna be clumsy You'll and be I'm fine. gonna stink oh. forever. She does say shirt pocket as well. I was about to say, yeah. wait, which pocket? Yeah, shirt pocket. Like, riding yeah. on the back of a dog, mate. Oh, Ambrosius? Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Stopping people from crossing the bridge. Crossing the bridge, yeah. <laughs> Just backing him up. You backing Sir Didymus up. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like that fucking dude. Wait, You'll be like the dude in coming to America. Sir, Sir Didymus is like, no one can pass without my permission, and I'm sat there and be like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we're I think we're all taking the bog. I Gary's Gary. living in a fucking bog. I'm, I'm taking the pocket vagina. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great question. <laughs> Cheers, Natalie. Next question is from George Smith. What up, what up George? George? Knowing how much of a music fan you guys are, the day any music lover fears is the day their favorite band disbands. What band breakup hit you the hardest? Oh, it's obviously it had to be Spice Girls. That was this fucking heartbreaking. It's just, as soon as the Spice Girls show Now, from, I mean, I'm not the biggest music person. Like, films have always been my thing. But, um, always been a fan of Limp Bizkit. Um, and then when they said that they were, well, they, they weren't disbanding, but the guitarist, uh, Wes Borland, was leaving. Mm. Which I thought would have a negative effect, because obviously he was pretty, he was pretty much the lead guitarist for a lot of their music. Um, but in fairness, the band actually still managed to continue, and he and then he came back because his projects didn't do very well. So, um, uh, yeah, band. Oh, it's because he toured with Marilyn Manson. Was like, fuck this shit. I yeah, think is the main reason. Yeah. What are you guys thinking? I bands. This see, band. the, the interesting thing is, like, I for me personally, the ironic one is kind of like when Rage broke up. When Rage Against the Machine broke up, that one I was like, fuck. Mm. But then. Also, we had like when sound, and again, I will say like when um, uh, Soundgarden broke up, like Chris and us. But then we got Audio Slave out of it, which was like you know Chris. Sure, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, So yeah. we get like so. There's been a few. We get the super fans. I would say Rage. I mean, like 
because that's for me personally like to answer the question I've got to say like over history the biggest ones have got like the Beatles has got to be the biggest fucking band breaker of all time right yeah but, but obviously before that. no but that's what yeah that's <laughs> what I mean I'm saying like for me personally I'd say Rage Against the Machine but um yeah when when the Beatles broke up I mean it's quite you know you could I'm sure like at the time even though I'm a huge fan of Metallica I wasn't into it when like say Dave Mustaine left yeah. but again he formed Megadeth so it's like who gives a fuck like yeah, we got Megadeth it. out of it you know that's it I can't think of any big major bands that have actually disbanded this band that I was actually affected by um, I, the, I, uh... the worst one sorry to, to, but like not so much disband but I mean obviously like when Chester died when Chester Bennington died which obviously yeah. took, took that away from Linkin Park that yeah. fucking hit me like a Mack truck but mm. that's not quite disbanding obviously like yeah. I said you know yeah. um, there was a time when obviously I was a huge fan of Korn um, and then they they hit a point where they were just like we we've hit it too hard like we need yeah. to take stock of our lives and ourselves and yeah. you know the lifestyle we've lived and so we're going on hiatus. Some of the members are going on retreats to you know, cleanse themselves and stuff. And then they came back and it was dubstep and skelet skrillex and skelet stuff. Things, and it was yeah. just like what the happened to this band? Um, dubstep for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've never I've. I, I love music, but when a band splits and breaks up, it's never affected me at all, really. I'm just kind of like, it happens for reasons, yeah. you know? It's like, you know, um, it's it's almost like, you know, when you're, like, when TV shows, when they reach that final season and they the band breaks up, goes their separate ways, you know? It's kind of like, uh, I mean, I, I'm more impacted by that when you see that, that ensemble cast that worked so well all go off then into different directions. Like DX broke up! Oh, <laughs> man, man, man. When he turned on X, fuck up WrestleMania, it was so real! Uh, <laughs> it was just like when the puppy turned <laughs> Prick. Uh, Pink Floyd for you, nice, yeah. Yeah, think, yeah. Fleetwood Max, well, yeah. yeah. Ah, Floyd, yeah, yeah, uh, Fleetwood Max is a good one. But again, yeah. wasn't I wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, great question, though. Thank good you, question, George. Man. Next question is from Havard Ryan. Havard. What up, Havard? What is your favourite good bad movie duo? <laughs> He's listed Robocop eighty seven, Robocop fourteen, yeah. Judge Dread ninety five, Dread two thousand nine, Total Recall nineteen ninety, Total Recall twenty twelve. Looking forward to your answers and keep up the great work. T two Dark Fate. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna just no, go there. Okay, T two. I see. I I don't actually mind Total Recall the remake. I know it's got nothing in comparison to the original, but Colin Farrell. He'll be another talking point at some point on the podcast of like roles oh, that he could do. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it for ninety minutes. Talk about fucking killing of a sacred deer because that's, sure. that's yeah. it. Like, like I I, so I wanted good. to hate Total Recall, but then I'm watching it. I'm like, you know what? Colin Farrell's keeping me invested on this role. Uh, same with Dread. I love both those Dread movies. You know, both those <laughs> different Dread reasons. movies are fucking awesome. Yeah. But my pick, I, I was thinking all week for it, and then I saw something on my shelf, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with that. Um, the animated Lord of the Rings movie, <laughs> and then the Lord of the Rings Brilliant. trilogy, I suppose. I mean, good, bad, it depends on where your angle is, but I've I've really loved both of them. I, I, I really don't have an answer. I don't have a good, bad movie duo like that I would just watch. So are we saying as well, like, so you have to like both of them? Because um, the question, the question, or, with his, um, his answers, like, f you know, reform the question because he's chosen... Like I, said, I would say like, if, if you were taking, like, within the, within the same sort of, like, franchise, what's, mm. which one's good and which one's bad, which yeah. is why I'd go T2 and fucking Dark, Dark Fate. Fate. Exactly, Easy. yeah, yeah it's a great if answer. If it was, like, two that were, like, they're both good and you are... Hmm. 
but it's not. It's saying bad, so it must yeah, be. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really struggled to, to yeah, have all right. an answer. So yeah, I'm gonna, uh, Richie's come in with a fucking hardcore like the Halloween, Halloween surely Halloween slots in there. Yeah, yeah. Halloween and Halloween ends. Yeah, that's a great example. Or yeah. the, the thing and thing prequel. Yeah, 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 to an extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 definitely. Yeah. Jaws and Jaws three. <laughs> like, Game of Thrones season one. <laughs> Game of Thrones season eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the question, though. I really appreciate that. Great question. Next question is from David Allen Evans. What up, David? David? How do you, gents? Having just watched Dial of Destiny, I wonder why every legacy sequel in the last ten years or so insists on telling us the characters we like have been miserable during the long interim between movies. Yeah. I understand characters need an arc, and Harrison Ford was great in Indy 5, but surely there's something to coax these characters back besides escape from the misery. <laughs> right? Do you know what? Sorry, I'm going to jump on this because you're absolutely right, and this this drives me fucking nuts. I also okay, we're going to use the same example we just did of T2 and Dark Fate. Okay, okay. Yeah. One, I hate sequels that negate the previous movie. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. so, now if you follow yeah. it chronologically, if you watch T2, all the like peril that John Connor's in and the amazing lengths they go to to yeah. keep him safe is like <gasps> doesn't fucking matter. He's gonna get killed in a fucking beach bar, you know. It, so, so it's, <laughs> it's worthless, so right? It's, it is. It's worthless, right? So, a great example of this is I just rewatched Dark Knight Rises. Oh, now yeah. I love I love the Christopher Nolan trilogy. I'm yeah, not yeah. trying to find shit Nolan. Yeah. Don't come after me, internet. <laughs> However. The idea that, you know, Bruce Wayne as a character, you know, sees his parents fucking shot, decides I'm going to dedicate the next 18 years of my life to being a crime fighter, I'm going to adopt the mantle of the bat, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to destroy organized crime. And then at the end, because we're told, you know, the, the when he, you know, killed Harvey Dent was the last time we saw the bat and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Then you shoot forward eight years, I think it is, in Dark Knight Rises, and the fucker is just limping round like you know in, in braces his, in his, and yeah in, in his and, fucking you know yeah. um thing really miserable because his missus died i was like well fuck dude i mean why i mean like sure, surely that would have made you double your resolve and yeah. like continue your crime fight in you know ways and stuff as is so, batman in almost every other exactly. form of media so to me i was like why been, why yeah. did he have to, so he's just been you're telling me that he's just been moping around for eight to give him an arc for this years? movie yeah, yeah. And like it's you know it's gonna take what to bring him out of fucking retirement? It, yeah. So I I I don't understand why that is. Indy, it might just be a case of that's Harrison Ford's face. Harrison yeah, Ford. but I mean they even did it with <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. They just went look how bloody miserable and mm. depressed and everything became yeah, man. for yeah. them afterwards. Yeah. It's, I it's like uh, uh, Star Wars did yeah, is one of the uh, most uh, egregious examples of this. But what they did with. All of the the legacy characters, like you know, but it's. it's I remember being in that cinema as soon as he threw that lightsaber over his shoulder. I was like, yeah. "What?" The problem yeah. we have, though, especially with legacy movies and all that, is that when those movies have ended, they've ended on a high. Everybody's been eventually, happy. yeah. But yes, because King, they, we have because they don't know, they don't know that anything's up. coming. Do they? Yeah, yeah, so Kingdom yeah. of the what? Crystal Skull. Well, at the end of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, he's his walking son out, and married. He's him, working yeah. out in the cinema, uh, the, the the church. He's happy. His hat rolls on the floor. His son picks it up. I, I I'll fight on that fucking hill until my fucking dying breath. I like that film within the Indiana Jones franchise. Yeah. The fact that they turned around and went, we need to make another one. And they weren't bringing Charlotte. I don't know what says, but come closer to me. You're disappearing. They, 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 sorry, yeah. <laughs> I um, think the camera's been. You're, you're just. Like, <laughs> they, 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 you know, they, they, they're, they're not bringing Charlotte back, and so they've got to have reasons. 
And nope. they can't no, be like, it, it, Sorry, it can't bad. be like, oh, well, Charlotte Booth's not back. Um, and they're happy about it. They've got to keep it within the time zone and they've got to mess around with the Vietnam War and have them kill off. So it's, you know, you, you've got to have your characters miserable so well, that halfway through the movie, something big happens and makes them feel better to get back onto the horse. And well, so, I mean, I'm just thinking of uh, one of, of, of a recent successful uh, uh, comeback yeah. Uh, where they were in a good place when it started, and that's Cobra Kai. You know the story of uh, yeah, of Danny. Yeah. Like after the movies, like when we pick him up in Cobra Kai, he's he's in a really good place. You oh, know? Danny <laughs> is. No, but yeah, 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 that's, yeah, what, yeah. I mean. that's, that's what I mean, though. Yeah. Yeah, but then then it turns out he was the bad guy. Yes, exactly. All along. So that's <laughs> yeah, so I was like, so that was actually yeah, a good was uh, in, in, uh, inversion of that for that show, and, and it works. Uh, but yeah, I do think it's uh, for, uh, like if you put yourself in a writer's position, it's so much easier to start at a low point to yeah. bring them up from. Bring them up. Where if you've already got them at a high point, you've got to bring them down and, and then, then bring, bring them back, them back up, up again. again. So That's it's just like really just skip that and start with the yeah. you know like you know things haven't worked out and bring them back up. So as a narrative point, as a crux, yeah, it's it's easy enough to do. Uh, but yeah, there should be more variety in terms of how they do this. Yeah, uh, I totally agreed. Uh, but in terms of it impacting or affecting the story that much i don't think so i don't think it makes too much uh, of a difference i guess like if the characters were left on such a high point it is you know soul destroying to see the character there, there is fall in between there is also an argument as well i suppose to say that like at the end of the day if you take india as the example yeah if if you um if you spent that much time being shot at <laughs> You'd be miserable as well. No, it's PTSD yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, There's exactly. so traumas, trauma. He's had you know, to drink the blood of, like, of Kali. Yeah, I mean, he's, Jesus yeah. H. Fuck. You <laughs> he's know, seen like, things. You know, he's dude, seen he aliens. kicked a guy into a propeller. Yeah, yeah. If you what, saw that, you'd be like, I am going to be dealing with that for the next thirty years. Fought, yeah, he's <laughs> fought know. a guy in fucking surrounded by killer ants while an alien fucking skull kept them at bay. You know. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did. Yeah, did. Shia LaBeouf for a son. <laughs> Hey, Charlotte Buff's not bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fucking better than Kevin Spacey. Next question. Alrighty. <laughs> the next question is from Craig Hall. What's what up, up, Craig? Craig? Ian, what's your favourite film that you've wikied but never actually watched? Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Okay, well, actually, he was just kidding. But uh, let's see if I can pull an actual <laughs> question. You have not watched that movie. <laughs> it's so good. No, and I've got it on DVD oh, and I still haven't watched it. It's amazing. All the shit you buy on DVD. <laughs> I know. Move on, move on, move on, move on. Can bring my blood pressure up again. What unresolved, prematurely cancelled TV series would you like to see concluded in some fashion? Deadwood and Firefly both got movies to conclude their storylines. Farscape got a two-parter to round uh, theirs off. And Warrior got picked up by another studio to continue their story. So what would you like brought back from the dead and in what format? Stay shelfy, folks. P.S. No reboots. Oh, mine's easy. I want season four of Hannibal. Uh, I want the. I, I want another season of Sliders with the original cast back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, especially after seeing um, uh, what's he facing playing Salah in uh, India Cliff again. Jones. Uh, Gr- uh, yeah. I don't want to see him back as Chris Rock. Rock. George Davis. Davis. George Davis. <laughs> 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 Reaper is a great shout. I'm sure we. Oh was going man, to I miss Reaper. Reaper, Reaper was, was going to be great. my. I miss Sock so much. Sock yeah. was fucking. Did he look? What is it? Is it um, yeah. New Amsterdam that the, that he's in? It's like he looks so like grown up now from like Tucker and Dale, and you're like, ah, oh, you're a real person now. Yeah. I don't like yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned it earlier in Space Above and Beyond Space was Above one season cancelled. Uh, Mindhunter, yeah. yeah, like that that show. The Mindhunter's a great, great show, but yeah, uh, Fincher's already said like it's it's they want to do it, 
but the Netflix just doesn't have the money for what they want to do for the next do. season. So he's yeah. like, if we haven't got fucking space or something, if no, Netflix he just, doesn't have the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's because like Fincher is that perfectionist. He's already said like mm. so many shots just cost so much money because yeah. he wants it right. Wants like it right. and uh, and yeah, so he needs movie massive movie money to get that made. And so it's a real shame because yeah, that was really good, really good. Um, but yeah, those are those are the ones that always come to mind. Of course, we always mention Angel, like because that was yeah, was cancelled ahead of its time. Um, even though it's concluded or continued in comics and stuff, I think but... I'd definitely love to see the end of Reaper. I'd like Reaper. Yeah, it actually yeah, Reaper's good. Yeah. It ended on such a bit, and then they were like, "We're not making it anymore." I was like, "You can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucking assholes!" Yeah. Oh, I'd, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Pushing Daisies. Don't watch it. I'd like to see that. It Did ended that d- on an actual cliffhanger. Really? Yeah, they were hanging on a cliff. from a cliff. It was oh, great. Shit. I'd love to see that one. Uh, it was the guy who played uh, Ronan the Accuser in Guardians 1. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was him. The, you know, the pie maker who could bring people back to life for 10 seconds. And yeah, stuff, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> great question, though. Thank you so much, Craig. Good question. Uh, next question is from Josh Delamont. What up, what up Josh? Josh? I have seen The Flash. And Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) One was probably watchable, and the other was underwhelming. And I see a pattern of why a few recent superhero films like The Flash, Shazam, and Ant Man, and The Wasp, and Black Adam all bombed at the box office. Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny is also bombing. So my question is: fatigue of these films real? If I were to answer my own question, uh, well, I don't think that something that is a box office bomb is always bad, or that a box office hit is always good. However, I do yeah. think there are, there may be a pattern. I was going to actually go with that one, actually, is that, when, funnily enough, when we when we sit there and we go, wow, that's bombed at the box office, honestly, it doesn't fucking matter. Has it ever really mattered? Like the uh, thing- When they're losing 200 million on a film? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all right, no, they can make that money back easily. Like, The Thing- Bombed at the box office. Yeah, I st- I st- yeah, but they didn't spend that much. No, I know. No, but hear me out. Different it, times, it, dude. Yeah, bombed at the box office um, and lost out to ET. And ET obviously was one that everybody said was the absolute blockbuster. And yet, as the years have gone on, people would rather see a sequel to the thing than a sequel to ET. They would rather make games Blame of the, the thing game. than games of <laughs> E.T. And yet E.T. is the bigger bigger moneymaker. Mm-hmm. Now, all these movies that we're seeing in the moment, and the superhero <laughs> movies are a great example, is that people go, oh, these movies are bombing in the box office, and yet they've already taken your money. You've paid it. If you purposely did not go to the cinema to watch these movies, they didn't notice your money not being there. They've made the money. They've already moved I on. Think they have, I, think they, I think they have. I think they have. Yeah, that's what it's already, But they've already moved on to the next project. Like, like you look at like well, I mean, you look it, at it's Flash. always ongoing. The Flash, it's ongoing. the Flash, they wanted to make a lot of money with, right? And we were warning them. Nobody fucking cares about this character. Oh, but we're still just going to keep putting money into it. But nobody cares about like what Andy said. Nobody cares about the emotional drama that you're bringing to this character because you haven't built it up enough. Oh, but we're still putting more money in it. Oh, we're not going to make so much money in the cinema, okay? But it will come out on DVD and people will buy it on DVD, Blu-ray. 4k release it will look better on your home tv than it did on the big massive huge screen it's, and yet you've yeah. just paid it's out sometimes that helps a movie more that the, the money post box office sometimes is enough to help a movie but look look in the case of like uh, dread 
you know, like bombed at the box office. Bombed at the box office. It made more money on huge, on DVD yes, yeah. and, but and all movie, of that. that. But it wasn't was, enough to yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the other thing that was, was obviously only released in X amount of cinemas. Yeah, that movie like, was the 3D gimmick yeah. as well. That movie was poorly advertised and only released in a certain few movies because they didn't think it was going to do well. And yet, again, cult following everyone was like this is the greatest fucking movie ever we not until not until after it would already left the cinemas i I, I will say though to answer the question is like in a way i absolutely believe the fatigue is real Mm. i i do believe the superhero fatigue like i i'm a i'm a superhero i'm a comic book fan so so i'm like no give me all of them i'm still waiting for the next boys i'm waiting for the final academy however the the one thing that they never ever talk about that they never take into consideration that that like the the entertainment industry seems to think doesn't affect them is this is there's a cost of living crisis yeah. across the world it's yeah. like you know like I said, we we I, don't, I think it was off camera we were talking about um I just booked tickets for Oppenheimer yeah and like I I wanted to see it in IMAX so I but it's me and a buddy I always book the tickets for me and him but I noticed that I was like shit I'm paying double the amount of price instead of paying twelve pound fifty to go to the cinema I'm paying twenty five pound now like. Okay, it's fine. I can afford it and whatever, but for other for other people might yeah. not be able to. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's sort of like there gonna, there is a huge huge cost of living crisis and you're spend in the that UK. Same or, amount of money on the DVD when it comes out for Oppenheimer. Well, no, but, exactly. but I'm just saying that sort again. of like I I don't think that when it comes to like oh why are these movies bombing in the box office and it's like. I'll quote fucking like Friday and be like, mm, "I'm broke these days, motherfucker." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, broke. People are broke, so we'd, we'd rather wait for it to come out and be free. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know there's a. Mi- I mean, so many people are savvy now to sort of like do. I mean, look. I, okay, so I did. I I paid to go and watch Guardians of the Galaxy three when it came out in the cinema. Loved it. Went and saw it. Now, it was available for me to watch at home in HD by streaming it. Not through a legitimate site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking watched it, you know, because well, I've already paid for it. I watched it, and I and I've already paid for it from my Disney Plus subscription, which I'll watch over and over at nauseum. Yeah, sure. yeah, sure. However, yeah. there's a lot of people that are like quite happy to go like, oh, it's out now. I'll watch it in a month, mate, when it's available through some yeah. torrent or streams or anything like that. Yeah. So <clears> that still does exist, but a lot of the um, uh, inspiration behind that is just because it's like I can't fucking afford it. Piracy is you know real. I mean? Piracy is real. It's been around for fucking thousands of years. And so when you put a film out, like, don't care, like, we're, we're talking about the actor's strike and of these people making No, but the, I think that the inspiration for Piracy, the reason for it is more sort of like, look, I'll fucking wait because I yeah, can't but, afford to go to the cinema. But that's, what yeah. but that's what I'm saying is that, like, even, even before the internet came out, I was looking at films and going, oh, I'd rather get a copy because I can't afford... I watched Jurassic Park on a shitty VHS camera handheld because I couldn't go to the cinema. One of the biggest, greatest fucking movies of 1993, Phil Dinosaurs, I couldn't afford to go and see because my family didn't have the money. I watched it on a shitty movie, uh, shitty handheld camera and still went, oh my God, I need to watch that. And then it came out on VHS, and then multiple sequels, then it gets all this other franchise. You, you, you pick and choose, and like I said, that's what I'm saying going back is... Sometimes when people go, oh, it's bombed at the box office. Does that even matter anymore? You're still good. Well, you're that, still going to watch what, it at that's some that's point. What the industry is trying to figure out right now yeah. because they almost they, thought that be, the cinema was dead after the pandemic. They, yeah, you know, and they, then they, Top Gun comes along and goes, 
No, it ain't. They th- they th- <clears throat> yeah, but they, they and now all these they, other films are followed. They thought they, go, no. they thought Hollywood was going to collapse back in nineteen twenties after the Great Depression, all that kind of shit, and the crappy movies they come out. You know, and all of a sudden we get independent filmmakers coming out with all these different ideas and stories of being converted adaptations and all that kind of stuff. Well, nowadays we've got streaming services. Now I know that's becoming a big thing about should the film be released on DVD or should it be released in stream service? Should you get both of them and things like that? Options. Give people options and choices. The pr- ah, But the problem you do that, the problem when you give them options and choices, they will make their own decision. And like we well, said... Yeah, that's... Like, and, and like we, <laughs> yeah, you're like describing we said, options yeah. and choices. Yeah, yeah, but like what we said, we are fully big supporters of the cinema, yeah. but all three of us are just as bad as everybody else to go, you know what, I'm just going to get it free. No, if it's a film... If it's a, uh, like if it's, if, a, it's if, it, if it's a film you want to see, yeah, yeah, yes, you'll go, go to yeah. cinema. Hey, yeah, yeah. that's not true. But we if, went to see Halloween Ends. Yeah, I didn't want. But if it's but <laughs> we if, both went to that point, we fucking signed like the car. Signed a contract. We, we sat in the car and swore like fuck film, before we went to see that, didn't we? But yeah. if it's <laughs> a film you're just oh, looking, this is gonna suck. But if it's a film you're just looking to fill an hour and a half, two hours, yeah, then yeah, I'll watch it home. Yeah, but I, I I love the cinema. I love the cinema no, going I, experience. Yeah, and you got to remember, so, you know, when you say about like you know you, times about now, paying it? for it, like it's I've, if you're mm. streaming and you've paid for the, you've already paid for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but paid uh, for it three times through the night. Uh, so fatigue, it, fatigue is real, but I think that there's so many factors. Yeah, there's so that, many factors. It's hard, you, 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 you could literally yeah. have you know surveys and charts and anagrams and questions, and I don't think you'll get a definitive answer on it because we are in a ridiculous like. Uh, a, a crisis, living crisis around the world. Like people don't have the money. Like there's uh, that one percent is just hoovering up all that money, which is why we got strikes in this industry and 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 all the other stuff that's going on. Uh, and yeah, I do think that the films are coming out. There's a lack of interest in them. Like <clears throat> like nobody wanted another indie movie no. after Crystal Skull. Like we loved no. our trilogy. Yeah. Like you've you've beat this dead horse like twice now. You know, and yeah, you may have got there's some moments in there that are really, really good. But like, yeah, it's not enough to go two and a half hours, like three hours are gonna be sat there with the credits and the trailers and everything else and so yeah, it, it's definitely a, a mixture of everything that's going on between cost of living and some mediocre movies but I think we will probably see a change I think Barbie like the summer holidays are coming up you know parents will be taking their kids yeah, to the cinemas yeah. more for days out so I, I think cinemas will timing be of there. the releases uh, and everything else and, it's the uh, quality yeah. of product that they'll put out there that's where we've got to ask ourselves yeah. like I said look at the moment we've got Barbie and fucking Oppenheimer as our <laughs> biggest fucking movies at the moment uh, okay well our next question is from Mr. Will Guitar. What up, Mr. Will? What up, Will? Is there any actor who has stuck in your mind as their character so that no matter what movie you see them in and no matter how well they act, you still see them as the other role? Hmm. For Mr. Will Guitar, it was Chief Brody will always be Chief Brody, even in All That Jazz or Marathon Man or Sorcerer or that one time at Bandcamp Girl. You know, whether she be in Buffy or that How I Met Your Mother thingy, yeah. you know, Fonz will always be the Fonz, etc. You got any? Bruce Campbell's always Ash. Pretty always, much. Always yeah. Ash. Do you know what's an interesting one? Except when he's Elvis. <laughs> Do you know what's an interesting one that's because it's been commented on recently is to me it's it's hard for me to not see Tony Stark in Robert Downey Jr. Sure. And he recently because he's in Oppenheimer and yeah, he, yeah. he recently did an interview where he said he, he loved one. doing Oppenheimer because he was like, I think I fucked myself up. As forgot actor, how to act. I forgot how to act because I just became Tony Stark for so long. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. definitely like every, every time I look at um, 
every time I look at him, it's just a, that's Tony Stark. Yeah, but that's because <laughs> he's, so like, so good. When he's so, so good, good when you're so good in that role, so yeah. to break free um, from it. Like, I, I just see Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and everything now. Like, it's just Ryan Reynolds is yeah. Deadpool. Like, pre-Bart. Except in Wolverine Origins, which is ironic. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. Least that's the least Deadpool yeah, you least fucking were. It's the least Ryan Reynolds of all his movies. being Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is always Hannibal. Yeah, yeah agreed. Arnold Schwarzenegger agreed. is always the fucking Terminator, even in Junior. <laughs> even in Kindergarten Cop. Even in Kindergarten Cop. I'll be pregnant. Put the cookie down! <laughs> uh, great question, though, yeah. I was trying to think of if there's any others. I, I think Fonz is a good like you've given Fonz, is, Fonz is absolutely, absolutely the that Fonz. is the most iconic fucking shit isn't it like you know Henry Winkler is the Danny Fonz yeah. he's just Murtaugh he's just always too old for that shit he's, he's yeah. always too old for that shit yeah, he, it's always this before he yeah. shoots like he's got to do a fucking neck click I mean Predator like, 2 is basically what he was doing before Riggs turned up Right. No, I feel like that's after Riggs has killed himself <laughs> oh god that's like the alternate universe yeah and like I've seen some shit I've seen some shit Absolutely. Oh, fucking Bill Paxton. It's really hard not to see him as Hudson. It's true. But yeah. I got a little dick. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. So yeah. <laughs> uh, great question, Neil. Thank you. Great. Uh, that was all the questions, though, from Facebook. Facebook. So we'll huge thank you thank to you, you guys. Everybody. Yes. Let's move on over. <laughs> Want to know how old we are? We still get questions from Facebook. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> we old. Alrighty, next question is from Mungo Mungo. What up, what Mungo, up Mungo? Hey, Gary, Ian, and Andy, what is the most underrated and overrated moment in film history? P.S. This is going to be the third year Fuck anniversary that. of me subscribing to your Twitch channel. Keep up with the great work you do, and uh, for the next three years, thank you so much. Did Mitch, you say Mungo underrated Mungo. and overrated moment. Um, underrated moment in cinema for me is Kurt Russell shouting, um, um, "Fuck you too." the top of his voice while throwing a piece of stick of dynamite that should have just been iconic throughout the whole entire 80s and the most overrated segment is that what Aquaman fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head there you go when man. he stepped out in the orange suit fucking fuck <laughs> you man bullshit bullshit <laughs> I'm gonna say one of the most underrated is um oh no actually you fucking threw me off with that Aquaman <laughs> Most underrated and overrated. It's not, I, I was about to say something like, oh, this is great, but it's not underrated, to be fair. Yeah. It's generally accepted. Like, it's hard to think of something that's like not. Yeah, because I just want to go to like my favourite movie scene and my, the worst movie scene. But I'm yeah, like, right, I don't think it's over and underrated. Yeah. But it's easy to go, when you go like sort of underrated, it's great. It's easy to just say a great scene, but it's like it's not yeah. actually underrated. So I, I'll, I'll go with the one that I think is overrated. Uh, uh, what I've mentioned a couple of times before is uh, Rus Russell Crowe's Gladiator speech. Um, just like, for me, it doesn't move me at all. Really? Like, I just know whether wow. it, 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 it's the oversaturated music, uh, the visual, or his delivery. For me, it just doesn't move me. Like, it moved everybody else um, See, so that's on me that's but I, for so me I would then say it's, 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 I was it's, thinking of the same movie really a different, a different scene yeah. yeah it's when they throw the sword to him yeah and he clearly fumbles it <laughs> and you know that like that's the best shot they could get yeah. that Ridley's got fucking move on like you know because he doesn't catch that fucking sword no. and people are like oh it's, you know he's like he comes past on the horse when they're the slaves yeah. taking on the guys and then someone throws him a sword you watch that yeah. I don't care how many times in what 
speed or detail you watch that movie he doesn't catch the sword it goes yeah. fucking nuts <laughs> and then it cuts to him in his hand yeah. um, so I guess for my most um, I'm under, sorry I'll also throw in the charge from Braveheart where Mel Gibson changes weapons nine times <laughs> in the same the kilt changes it's like, yeah, it's like what in the fuck is he doing um but the first thing that's come to my mind for most underrated moment in film, I'm going to go with Alien Resurrection when Sigourney Weaver behind her throws the basketball oh, it's and mm-hmm. goes yeah. in the hoop. Goes in the hoop. Nice. <laughs> Good question. Yeah, just short term uh, here. Kurt Russell doing a basketball shot in, in Escape from LA. Yeah, yeah. With a fever, but, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> uh, cheers for the question, though, Mitch. Next question is from Daydreamin' Davey. What up, Davey? Which two Brad Pitt movies do you think would make a good crossover film? Seven and Fight Club, where he's (laughs) the cop and he's talking to Tyler Durden, but Tyler Durden's not real. (laughs) But but also, he's just a head in a box. (laughs) Curious case of Benjamin Button. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he plays the baby. There's a baby in that movie? No, that's yeah. the point. Him and Angelina Jolie have a baby, and it turns oh, out... Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Or we're, just, we're just, we're just, ha- we're just we're shoehorning just it in. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moneyball yeah. crossed with interview of a vampire where the basketball <laughs> baseball coach is a vampire. vampire. Right. Um, well, I think he's answered that. Yeah, that's, that's the best answer, right? Seven got, years in Tibet and 12 years a slave. slave. So you've got, what? Uh, 19 years a slave in Tibet. <laughs> <laughs> Brother David Pitt. <laughs> oh, good, you guys. Good. Yeah, you, 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 you done it. I'm like Thelma and Louise and Fight Club. Like they turn up at the house. Like, no, no, you've already you've given the best crossovers in. Well, he's, yeah. in, he's in the bedroom talking to yeah. us. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "We don't talk about it." Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's dropped. So. Get out of here, Gina. <laughs> Just for the question. Spot on as always, Matt. Well done. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. No, what have you done? I'm, I'm trying to remove the question. There we go. There go. Uh, next question is from Code Dude. What up, Code Dude? We're up. Do you think the movie critic will really be Quentin Tarantino's last movie as director? What do you think he'll do next? Yes. Um, I, I mean, he's <laughs> pretty damn feet. adamant. And I, I saw his interview on uh, the Yamama's House uh, podcast, and he was so like, this, this is it. This is the plan. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, what he'll do next? I mean, he said he wants to write. He said he, he wants, wants to write. Yeah, he's yeah. just going to do the most rant. You are going to yeah, get episodes yeah. of fucking Star Trek. Yeah, written, written by, by Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino. Yeah. and That's it's going to be excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he wants to write movies for people. Write. Yeah. He said he wants that to write would, a novel. Actually, that would be really funny if, like, he goes to write and it turns out it's shit. They're like, actually, no, go back to directing. And then in the car, because he when, shoots the dude in yeah, the back the in the is, face. When you read it, when and they you read have it, to you kill go, the car. Actually, this doesn't work, but when he transfers it to the camera, that's when it works. I know, there was a film that he wrote, I'm trying to remember what it was called, because uh, they had Brad Pitt in it, the stoner one. Um, True Romance? True Romance, yeah, because like, that yeah, was yeah. him writing before directing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah like, we it, know that it, his, his work can be adapted without yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, True but, Romance. Uh, yeah, he worked with like, Rod Regis and yeah. did, like, you know, yeah. like, just writing. Um, yeah, yeah. the Four yeah, Rooms yeah. he was in. Four Rooms with Rod Regis. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like their earliest collaboration. Tim Roth was the fucking bellboy. Mm-hmm. That, that was fucking great. That was great. Like, he's, yeah. he's just going to do... Oh, that's why I'm so fucking... Sorry to go on a tangent, but that's why I'm so happy, once again, to have enjoyed... Quentin Tarantino's career um, over my life. Like I said, when I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then I was in, when I had COVID, and I did all nine of his movies, including True Romance, 
and just watched them back to back and back. You just watched the quality get better and better and better as the movies went on. Mm. But the fact that, like, Reservoir Dogs is just as fucking good as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. For different reasons. For, and yes, for yeah. totally different reasons. But the camera work and the acting and the grittiness and the rawness of Reservoir Dogs, yeah, it's not there in once upon a time but there's some aspects in once upon a time like when he's bombing through the streets in his car and stuff like you're like yeah, yeah you can see yeah, he, you can see how oh, much he's honed his craft oh, yeah. and so also good. having the you know the financial backing to fully realize what he wants to do when Dude, he gets, when honestly, he gets blown like, up in he, Django he's one of two oh. directors where if I was writing a movie and I wanted to consult on something I'd be like help me out with the soundtrack yeah him yes. and James Gunn yeah, yes, the two help. where I'd be like oh, because they write some music fucking imagine ear. sitting with those two guys drinking and listening to music oh you, like, you oh hear so God. like what the fuck is that's this from Mars that's what you want right yeah, yeah. yeah. yes that's what I want yeah. <laughs> cheers for the question code dude Next question is from Film for Thought. What up, Phil? And is actually our last question. Okay. Uh, hey guys, my uh, movie reviews keep getting taken down by YouTube for copyright, even though I seem yeah. to be following the guidelines and rules for what I'm allowed to show. Oh, this is about to hit hard. And <laughs> for how long. My uh, last take is a claimed segment for 30 seconds, which is just my commentary over a muted clip of a movie. Something that you guys do, and countless other reviewers... You guys have any advice or tips for making reviews and especially getting past the copyright system and its bullshit claims? It's a minefield, right? Um, I mean, I literally... Let's see, I've got hair on my tongue. <laughs> it's probably fucking Google, YouTube, fucking copyright system yeah. trying to claw its way out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's his soul. It, it is. I, I, ha I am tainted by copyright claims. I have lost sleep. Yeah. I have stress. Yeah. I have literally put myself... On a uh, on uh, on copyright school uh, by learning the law uh, and learning the finer prints about what fair use is, mm -hmm, what it means, mm -hmm. and how loosely interpreted it has been. I've been following the American court systems uh, as they've tried to, uh, as the government has tried to gain ownership of the internet. I've tried to uh, enforce their rules on yeah, like yeah. getting rid of gifts and memes. And, like the movie industry was like, no, we want all that. That's ours. Like you can't meme uh, and all of that stuff. It's been a wild ride. But in terms of being a YouTuber at the moment, you need to know uh, what you can and can't do. Cause yeah. there are, you know, like uh, we push the envelope. Uh, we, like no, all, all film reviewers on YouTube are yeah. pushing that envelope really. Um, and uh, so, and that is so long as the laws stay as they are. Governments and, and industries, the movie industries, are constantly fighting to, to take control of that. Uh, but so, my advice would be um, now. This this was something um, that I, I you, you guys are probably aware of a YouTuber called uh, Decker Shadow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I messaged him early on in our YouTube career, like. Because we were getting videos taken down. Yeah, yeah, I, I've told the story many times alien about was like our alien review mm. had got edited, re-edited, and uploaded a hundred and thirty-one times before I snapped. Before I literally was like, I am going to stop making YouTube videos because I cannot keep doing this. And there's got to be another way because other YouTubers, like you've just asked us, other YouTubers seem to be doing it and getting away with it. Yeah. Like not a problem. 
Um, I don't know if you guys know, but like Red Letter Media, like they just this year went past their million subscriber mark, yeah. and they are tweeting no end. They are getting hit with community guideline strikes, mm-hmm. copyright takedown notices, and so on. <coughs> um, uh, oh, there's actually four more questions in the queue. Okay, I'll, maybe I just needed to refresh. Yeah, uh, I'll just finish this tangent here. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> just fucking get off this rant. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna off this rant. Um, so it like it, it, it's all automated now. It's literally yeah. an AI system. Yeah. that's that. The film industries have literally given Google a uh, a scan of their entire libraries, so that the automated system literally scans your upload within a nanosecond and just yeah. will pick one segment of it that you'll then edit and re-upload or or highlight or mute or whatever, and then it gets scanned again, and then it picks another part and another part yeah. and another part, and so it's an endless battle until you fight the broken system yeah now the system is in place on youtube to prevent people uploading movies wholesale yeah so that you can't just watch the entire movie if by chance you do happen to watch a whole movie on youtube uh it's because that movie has not been scanned in by the studio because yeah. either they don't own it anymore yeah like the entire back catalog of like canon films and yeah. stuff like that like the brad pitt movie like i watched brad on pitt fucking movie, like the, 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 the nobody owns Ricky. it anymore it's kind yeah, of like Story almost public domain so that that ends up Sherby being fine uh, yeah <laughs> right not a film. But, but, but this is the thing like we've been dealing with it for 10 years when we first started off we were just like everybody else that we get the questions all the time like i i, I got it in work a couple of weeks ago oh yeah and i've seen you put film reviews up on that how does that work what systems do you have to go through and i told them straight you have to jump through flaming hoops you have to learn what you can and can't do you can't just you can't just go onto youtube and do whatever you want and expect to obviously try to make some money from it because you've got this great idea you've got to work within their guidelines and work with them and then as you do that and you start to get maybe a little bit more successful you bring more attention to yourself so then youtube is watching you even more stringently like we've got so many film reviews we've lost We've lost so many in the past, but we've managed to keep going with the ones that we're we're doing. But we've got to stay within that. So whenever I, whenever I'm there and I'm editing it, it's always in my mind. Right, keep the camera on us for a little bit. Give me a gap, then cut to footage. But I never cut to footage to fucking show off the film. I give I cut the footage to emphasize what we're discussing. You know, and so that that's what works for us. Mm. Gary and I are having a discussion about a certain sequence. We give you a little snippet of that sequence. It's then down to you to go off and watch the film. You're not coming to watch the review to just watch the film. But to get our discussion and flavor. We're not, yeah. not yeah. going to do that. So, if you want to watch the film as, for free, you have to go and yeah. find it yourself. So in, or, in order to stay within the guidelines that we have as, as fair use. Now, when you see like in the review where there might be three minutes block of footage mm. before it cuts back to you or me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you'll probably notice, like, what we tend to do, if there's, like, a minute sequence that we want to show, take the first nine seconds. Yeah. Then the next nine seconds we don't show, but yeah. then the next nine seconds we glue together. Yeah. So it's basically an abridged version of that scene. Yeah. So even though there's lots of footage, it's cut. You or played backwards or out of sequence yeah. we always laugh because only uh only, only gary and i will look at a sequence and go that's yeah, we not can, how we can see where film. we cut we you, can see yeah. where we made that cut or, or we'll shorten um sequences like if there's a, a dialogue scene between two characters yeah. there's a big pause between the response we cut out we that cut pause that out, so yeah. it just 
plays straight. So that's the little editing tricks there. But the general rule for us is no more than 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, it, but it, even if you do, the automated system's going to get you anyway. Yeah. Music's so, the worst. Music's the worst one. The the next thing that I mainly have to say with um, with, uh, with with in terms of uh, getting those claims coming in, don't re-edit. Don't mute. If you feel like you have um, transformed it by co adding commentary to it. Uh, making a review for it, making you know, transforming it is the words that, that you know they're looking for. Fight it, mm. fight the system, and like I was at first, I was um, uh, overwhelmed and uh, made to feel very scared by all of the technical legal jargon that YouTube throws at you when you go to make the claim, telling you like, uh, "Are you sure? Uh, we will take you to court and we will sue you." Uh, for all of these reasons, if you think you know, if you've actually filed a false claim or report here, mm. so you know, I now have a, a system of responses for all of the questions that I need to for filing an anti-copyright claim. YouTube or, or Google uh, this year uh, changed their system so that you don't you can force the appeal now, so that happens within seven days instead of thirty days, mm. and that thirty days That's often dragged into three months because they leave it to the thirty days, then it automated gets rejected, then you have to re-appeal again uh, up until the third time where a person, a human person, has yeah. to accept or uh, e sorry, either give you back the ownership of the video or take you to court. I have filed those suits with Universal, Sony, Paramount, all of the Hollywood studio systems. I've told them all to take me to court, all of them. I haven't been taken to court yet. So, so long as you know what you're saying in those responses, uh, and if you if you really struggle there, anyone listening to this podcast, come and join the Discord, send me a message, and I will send you exactly what I post in those comments to help you guys out, because it is a nightmare, it's stressful, I've been through it all, so I will literally give you my, my cheat sheet, uh, for, <laughs> cheat sheet yeah. pretty much for, for that system, yeah. uh, because it's so painful, I would rather no one else trying to get started on YouTube. Like, there's a million other mate, issues you have to deal yeah. with uh, with being on YouTube, mm, yeah. but that shouldn't be holding you that. back. But, so, but I hope that answers it. your question. That's how times change <laughs> over time, because obviously when we first started, it was like 30-minute videos. That's all you could upload. So it was 10 minutes yeah, yeah, when we started. Yeah, now, yeah. now it's all changed now. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry for everyone else that had to <laughs> no, listen to No, no, that was great. I loved that one. I saw it pop up, and I thought, that's going to be a big one, that one. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys saw in the news, um, one of those fraudulent false copyright claim motherfuckers mm -hmm. uh, got arrested and sentenced to fucking 25 years in jail Jesus. for being an absolute prick and false claiming tons of YouTube videos. Wow. So, if you're one of those cunts out there, your time's up. <laughs> he used the C word. Right. He used the C word, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was it's worse right. than my uncle, man. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so I was wrong. We do actually have a couple more questions. Okay. Uh, this next one is from Richie. Richie's well, Richie. Hi, guys. Long time no see. I hope uh, you had a good Father's Day last month. Yeah. My yeah, question yeah. is what director and actor, actress that hasn't worked together before would you like to see work together? Maybe Sam Raimi and Kurt Motherfucking Russell. That would be sick. That would be one hell of a... Brad Pitt, Bruce Campbell, Kurt Russell, and John Carpenter with Sam Raimi producing. Oh, damn, that, no, that, is, that, that is the holy of the holies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Bruce Campbell and Brad Pitt both play monster hunters. 
Brad Pitt is the <laughs> Brad Pitt's like the Whistler guy he's who makes a, all the weapons and stuff. And Bruce Campbell is actually the guy because I want to see this movie. But Bruce Campbell's getting on a little bit, and so he's wanting to actually step down. So they're looking for the newest person to join their crew. Get him. Maybe Florence Pugh. No, do I like, do I like Florence Pugh? I don't know. I do. Maybe Brie Larson. I like Brie Larson. I'd the like internet see doesn't. For like a, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see for like a comedy, like you know, to, I'd love to see like uh, Burt Kreischer and that and that group of comedians work with someone like Kevin Smith or someone like that. That'd be fun. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. I'm Again, sure. the internet probably wouldn't. But <laughs> I, I fucking would, so I don't care. Yeah. It's a good question. I'm struggling to think of uh, an answer on the spot. Um. I'm just trying to think. Like, like you, you know, you're going to say a combination, and someone's going to be like, "They have worked together." Yeah, but that's like, what oh, I'm fuck, thinking. I yeah. see that movie, like, you know. I'm like, who would I? Who like? Because I love David Fincher movies. I'm like, who I would I like to David see? David Fincher him? was the director I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Who would I like to see? Sort of because he, he like, takes actors and I, just. I'd fuck. like to. I'd like him to take someone sort of like you know fairly young to do something like maybe someone like um, like Taron Egerton or yeah. you know. We, he, uh, Tom Holland maybe and yeah. put them into like something that's something a bit to hard. break their mold. Tom mode. Holland plays the character that Bruce Campbell and Brad Pitt are training up. So go. I was going to say someone like Tarantino who's revived so many careers, mm. you know, uh, through through his movies have just put them back in the limelight Kevin again. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say that name? As in like, Why'd you can, say that name? Can Tarantino even revive that career? <laughs> Man, did you you haven't been watching Secret Invasion, have you? No, I haven't either. You haven't been watching Secret. Um, two or three episodes. Two episodes. Ago. Oh man, oh, there's, there's a, there was a line that got dropped. Somebody dropped in the Discord of how they found out somebody was a super scroll, and it was. Okay, but don't tell me because I've only watched two episodes. There you go. Hurry the fuck up and watch it. I'm I just when he got home, I wanted him to yell, "Where's my super suit? <laughs> Where's my yeah. super suit?" Jeeve seventy nine with the Warhammer forty k directed by Fincher and Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. with Henry yeah. Cavill playing no. all Blum eighteen Primarchs. Easily, what uh, the fuck? Yeah, Henry like... Cavill. Henry Cavill playing all eighteen Primarchs. Yeah, I mean, you know well, what? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think for yeah, I think for, for Warhammer, I think Neil Blomkamp ha- would yeah, have more yeah, energy. Fincher would be, would be more. Yeah. Would would probably get It'd a grim dark. We would get a different type of story in that universe that wouldn't quite be forty k. Kind of like Andor is to like not Star Wars. I'd hate to get a birthday card from David Fincher. I bet it was dark as fuck. Just a black card. You open it up. It's just one, a, more yeah, death. Yeah. Like, yeah. one more year closer like, to death. One more year closer to death. Here, we bought you a coffee for your birthday. <laughs> just seven days, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a great question. Thank you so much, Richie. Uh, we got a question here from Waffles Hannibal. What up, Waffles? What up? How long is the backlog for coming movie reviews? Long. Um, uh, well, <laughs> there, here there was a bit of a, a bit of a hiccup. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> um, during the uh, I, I have apologised profusely to to the uh, uh, to the to the uh, the Patreon members during the uh, pandemic. <laughs> there was uh, there good. was a moment where uh, Ian, uh, Ian was unable to record, and I was recording with Jess, and we postponed the Patreon list. Um, and of course, during that sort of six months or so, that backlog grew quite mm, quite a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, obviously our our, uh, our patreon has has the support on there has remained mostly the same it has dipped a little bit but yeah, there yeah. are quite a few of you on there that are really helping us out keeping the show going keeping the lights on and keeping us uh, fed and, and motivated mm-hmm. to keep going yes. um, and um, I did get a couple of messages from a few patreons going 
guys, I, I requested this like over a year ago. I'm just curious, like, don't no pressure. Just curious, where is it? And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like, man, your film's not even on the fucking list. Like, I've I've messed up. Yeah. Uh, I I've, like either the list didn't get updated or it didn't save when I closed it or like I I just missed it somehow. So I've apologized to those patrons and said they are they are like jumped you know to the top of the list and we're doing yeah, them yeah, yeah, right doing now them. Yeah. um and of course it still takes time to go through the copyright claims and wait yeah. for the appeals and and so on like we still have to deal with that yeah uh, uh, but uh the list right now of patreon requests is about six to eight weeks uh long uh ian and i already uh prepared uh i got our dates set to start our halloween, halloween series. recording yeah, series yeah, yeah. so um like literally as it stands right now we'll finish recording patreon stuff by october but by then we do anticipate more requests coming in on there yeah. so uh, oh, if, you, we if, you, if you were thinking about signing up to become a patreon i don't plug it that <laughs> often but if you were thinking about it because you want to get your film request on there you i can safely say you won't be waiting a year or more like some patreons have had to but i can yeah. also safely say once again that every patreon that has signed up and donated some money and made a film request that film request has been honoured. Yeah. Uh, and we will continue to, to live by that. And, so. and I want to say that as well. I want to say a big shout out to everybody who's obviously um, sent in film requests and things like that um, for us to review because it's been absolutely fucking amazing. Um, sometimes, you know, this is this what feeds my Wikipedia addiction is that like Gary will go... <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> yeah, this is your fault. Um, Gary will go, this is what's going on the n- list next week. And you, uh, we have no idea what the fuck it is. You know, at least, uh, like, you look Not at... Not all the time, but yeah. No, no yeah, uh, but you look at the last four or five weeks of movies that we put out. Martin Sheen in The Believers. We did not think anybody would even be interested in hearing us talk about that, and yet that, the numbers for that jumped up. Fucking Albert Finney in Wolfen. You know, mm. it was just fucking brilliant to watch. Like, the one with Elijah Wood, you know, just so many films are going on the list that we're like what the fuck is that and then we look at it and then we watch it and we enjoy it and we're like why why are more not more people talking about that movie it's so good you know but it gives us a chance and then we're doing it the next week the next week and the next week and then we got fucking halloween coming up and christmas coming up and it don't end it don't end it's july dude come on now, sorry man sorry I was wishing the week <laughs> aquaman's gonna end up on the fucking list dude it is now. <laughs> Cheers for the question, Waffles. Alrighty, I think once again we have reached the last question. Oh, I'll have to double sure? check. I'm, I'm never sure now. I'm never going to be sure. I should probably just stop saying it's the last question. <laughs> <laughs> this question is from Rio Quinn. What up, Rio Quinn? Well, Dave. With the phenomenal Bear, Better Call Saul, and Barry all riding high on the Emmy nominations, which shows are you hoping gets awards? Better Call Saul. Like that final season was absolutely phenomenal. Like it deserves all the accolades and awards uh, in TV. One of the best shows of the last decade. Phenomenal. Absolutely loved it. Uh, miss it. It's left a, a gap in my, uh, in my my viewing that nothing has quite replaced. I need to watch uh, the Bear actually because they just started season two. I, I believe. I, I just so watched I episode watch one it. of season one this afternoon. I just started, or we're about three or four. Because they're only short episodes. I started hour? watching The Patient. Started watching that. Don't know that yeah, one. Uh, Steve Corral okay. on Disney Plus. That's that's been really good so far. I would definitely say Last of Us should probably be in the running. For something. Last of Us definitely. Um, uh, the set design of that and the makeup I'm, work was great. 
since we're going back, obviously, like that, we're better. I'm gonna say Peacemaker because it was my favorite oh, thing of yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. Jesus, fucking win something for sure. Yeah. What yeah. about you? Man, I don't watch fucking TV. I wiki my shit. <laughs> no. Alright, so what so would Ian's you give watching... a fucking wiki award to then? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, 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 Seagate? No, Seagate. No, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> There are so many good TV shows. I think they all deserve uh, awards at the end of the day. Um, and I think it's a shame that none of them are, you know, kept up. Like, like, you know, what makes Better Call Saul bigger than Peacemaker? What is it that pushes it forward that Peacemaker well, misses out on the war and like you said Barry you know um, I didn't watch Barry I've, I've seen a few clips and I'm like yeah that's pretty good um, but there's just so much nowadays I like TV I just don't think everything um, I think everything should be praised for what it is and that some of the awards are just they're just there just to yeah, um, stick I, on the mantle. I seat. guess like uh, after after the most recent outing so far, uh, like Picard season three was just amazing for a Star Trek mm, fan. Yeah, and Strange New Worlds uh, is doing really well. Obviously, Star Trek Prodigy's just been cancelled, um, but uh, I, I've not watched that one. It's the animated. It's called, sort of aimed at kids, but yeah. you know, Star Trek fans are eating it up because of the lore and mythology and yeah, yeah. finding out stuff about Voyager and what. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm really happy that Star Trek's been doing really well lately because you know See, Discovery and the Kelvin timeline stuff was See, just like God, like See, Trek is in a in a bad place it's not the worst place but a bad place yeah, and, yeah. Andor should go why don't yeah Andor was yeah. Andor was why pretty good Warren's Star Wars win awards they're great TV shows they do all the time hmm? do they they don't win like fucking <laughs> Emmys and stuff. they should win Emmys like some that. of the writing on this but the actors might go on to I mean the, no 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 but they do no 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 but there are oh god because there's so many like awards for like stu- you know uh, network awards and stuff like that they have Absolutely yeah, but they never they yeah. should they should have won an Emmy when you fucking hear about it every time Michael calls like hashtag won this award they, they, they should have won <laughs> an <laughs> Emmy when they fucking threw the Intercontinental the story it, no the Intercontinental title belt into the river and then the rock knocked Austin off the bridge I mean obviously you know we thought he was dead for a week I mean we did because we, we think it's real we thought it was real it was fucking real awesome Dear trailer park <laughs> trash field rant Come. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm going to quickly uh, wrap things up. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for the uh, question there, Rio Quinn. Really appreciate that, and thank you everyone for yes, your questions. Awesome you. 